Yes, good off. day, everybody out there in uh, Movie Movie Land. Is that what we're going to call it? <laughs> yeah, movie, movie Movie Land. land. And welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And uh, today we are uh, we're going to be talking about summer blockbusters. Yes. But we're doing it around uh, what's proving to be a huge blockbuster right now. Yes. Uh, maybe not necessarily in the terms of, of box office quite yet, mm. but in terms of we broad appeal, hope. yeah, we're talking mm-hmm. about Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. And we have a couple of uh, special guests with us. So mm-hmm. uh, we have uh, Mr. Evo Thomas. Hello. How are you today? I'm all right. How are you doing? <laughs> I know Evo uh, from, I was in a sketch troupe. I performed with them once. Yes. And you, were, you were our head writer, Kids with Rickets. Kids with Rickets. Yes. Uh, that was fun. We was, at, we was at the Fringe Festival. Yes. We did Fringe yes. Festival. Oh, no, I think it was a F. Harold. Nah, yeah, that's right. That's right. The, F. Harold. one presents. show that we did. Yeah. The year before we bailed on F. Harold. On Fit Fringe. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I, I was wasn't before. part of the crew then. You weren't so. a kid with Rickets yet. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you were, nobody is now. It's kind of falling Everybody. Well, but everybody's bigger and better things, I guess. Everybody's kind of busy with stand up and doing their thing, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm trying to get back into sketch writing. <laughs> like, oh, well, right I write, but I'm just not in a sketch troupe. And but you, I'm trying you to get back into are, it. Are a regular kind of screenwriter, scriptwriter. Um, I try, I try to write when stuff. I can, but like, I don't have anything produced or anything. Like, I think nothing. one of the first conversations yeah. I ever had with you, you were talking about how you were working on a spec script for Gremlins Three as a writing exercise. Yes, um, with uh, one of my writing partners, uh, with a school with him. Um, I guess I mentioned him, Dugan McShane. Yeah, you know Dugan. Dugan. Yeah. Everybody knows Dugan. Friend of the show. Yes. Um, so we were we were like brainstorming and spitballing and storyboarding and all those other words. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we, it was an idea we had just to write Gremlins 3 because it didn't exist. So right I don't on. know if they're going to eventually do that, but we'll see. But well, yeah. I'd, loved, I'd love to, uh, to read it and or see it if it ever happens. I think we came up with a very rough draft, <laughs> like mm. outline, if that. I don't what's, know. What's the loose pitch of your, your Gremlins? Oh, it was – I don't uh, – we had like a rough outline. What was this like? Four How years long ago? Was it? Like four, years four ago. three, four years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah. But, but in this one, you can't feed them after 10. All the clocks in the world are broken. <laughs> um, I remember we we were had an idea about going to an island or something. Uh, and then we were trying to make it self aware, like like one, like we're aware that one and two already exist. Oh, okay. Like I said, we didn't get too far into it, but we've been talking about it for a while, and then it was just kind of like we didn't know where we're at with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now I just try to just work on like uh, sketches and stuff like that. And I think I told you a while ago uh, I was uh, working on a, I've been working for a while on a spec script for a Superman movie. Mm. Um, but I kind of want to just put it on hold until I see the next one. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay yeah. Because um, because some of the elements of like, is he a god? And, like you know, people worshiping. He's kind of in my spec script. So I'm like, well, I want to see how they handle it. I don't want to get too deflated because I, d- I had to uh, had to happen before with a. I wrote a sort of a war movie about the Christmas truce of 1914, mm. oh. and I researched. It, I read books, and I, I I got a ton of stuff. And then Joy Noel came out and was nominated for a Best Foreign I Film. It's it, an amazing film. I love that movie. Yeah. It's really great, but it took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah and then I just um, yeah. So it's just kind of like all this research is just sitting there, and I kind of just had to redo it because it, it kind of had a similar structure to Joy mm-hmm. Noel. They had the same story necessarily, but the backdrop, you know, I think it was just a cool story, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, and I guess over the past few years, that story's gotten a little more well-known, I guess. But uh, but that, I don't want that to happen again. I just want it as a writing sample. So, right I don't on, know. Right so And yeah. then also with us today, we have one of the men behind the popular Cinepunks podcast, yeah. a fellow uh, Philadelphia-based movie podcast, Mr. Josh Alvarez. Nice to meet you guys. Nice Thanks for having me well, today yeah. on the show. Thanks for coming Thanks in. Thanks for coming on. Tell uh, us a little bit about uh, about your show. Uh, Cinepunks, we just talk about, um, it's me and Liam O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. We talk about punk rock and movies and oh, okay. uh, pretty much uh, all the nerd ephemera that catches our attention, which is mm-hmm. a very wide net. Mm-hmm. Evo is also an honorary member or a member right of Cinepunks. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's it. You know, it literally was like me and Liam were hanging out one day. We're like, man, we're really fun to talk to, aren't we? <laughs> Sweet. People want to listen to us. Do it all the time. It's really just a vehicle for which to me for to make like stupid T-shirts for me. Oh, yeah. That's very That's entertaining. Kind of how our show started. We <laughs> yeah. were having a conversation on a different podcast, and we were like, "This might be a better podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we should just do do that instead." Mm. So I just hijacked the their podcast and made it about <laughs> The Shining for two hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We decided we needed to have our own podcast. <laughs> and then Genius. only twelve so <laughs> opened with a full episode about The Shining. Yes, we did, even <laughs> though we already essentially had it. Yes. You know, yeah, that's okay. Got to put it on our page. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Movie, movie. Put your name on it, man. There you go. Uh, well, welcome. Thank you. You guys for, have for an amazing us. name. Totally have a, a oh, thank here. you. <laughs> it's genius. <laughs> He's complimenting your uh, I like to movie movie oh, title. It's yeah. goddamn brilliant. Thank <laughs> you. That was one of those where we were talking about the podcast and I woke up one day and that was the first idea that came in my head. And I was like, well, you know what? I, I don't feel like I should put any more time into that. <laughs> yeah, done like, and done, man. Done, done and done. Your, so your game show is awesome, like Dark too, Diggler. Thanks, man. So, yeah. which, uh, which one did you get out to see? Uh, I was for the at the Schwarzenegger one, and then I was at the uh, Oscars one. Those the the Oscars one. one with Evo. Yeah, yeah. And awesome, then, you know, man. been trying to come as, as often as I can to the show, but I um, appreciate you know, that. Life. Yeah. So you We're just happy about did it. Uh, a Philomoka show yeah. as well with the film festival. You did the Hate Five Six. Yeah, we did yeah. the Hate Five Six retrospective. Tell us about that. Well, um, you know, Liam is one of the people that helps with the programming for This Is Hardcore. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of tapped into that, like that little, you know, scene of people, I guess. And um, what happened was Eric had invited us to the programming committee for the film festival, and we we're there with the Viva Video dudes and like, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys, and we kind of don't see anything cool unless those dudes show it to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we're all just sitting there like me and Liam were like, well, we're just going to wear black and be quiet and it'll be fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we got to do. And then I was thinking like, well, what's the one thing that we can contribute to the film festival that people wouldn't have seen? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're friends with Sonny from Hate Five Six. We're like, why don't we do a, a Hate Five Six retrospective? And lo and behold, <laughs> I suggested a bunch of other stuff, too. And Eric was like, oh, great idea. It's not going to work. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> was like, he will always tell you straight. Yeah. Well, no, it was good. like I suggested uh, the Derek, uh, Derek German documentary about that guy who did all those Smith videos and like those oh, arty okay. movies. Mm-hmm. And then I suggested um, there was another one that I was like, oh, how about this one? Oh, the Walls of Perception, the, the documentary about... Um, Henry Darger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Eric was like, those are very classy and great ideas. I don't think we're going to do them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> awesome. No problem. Yeah. 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 8.56, yeah. though? I'm in. I mean, I guess they were old <laughs> movies and, the, you know, I don't know. I was just reaching. I just like, don't say gremlins. Like, don't, <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't say Goonies. Put your shut up. Yeah, don't be an idiot. Don't be an idiot. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's see what would a not idiot say. <laughs> yeah, so that's what happened. But, um, yeah, it was cool. Went, out, went over well. Sunny was, yeah, was happy. It was a good show. Eric yeah. was happy. With it. Had a good time there. There you go. We had a great show there. We did. Uh, we were right after Mega Bad Movie Night. Right, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, it was very Animals cool. Attack. Yeah, uh, those guys were. That was about roar, right? You guys were talking about that. 
movie Roar? Was that with that one? Um, I mean, no? Roar was involved. Mm-hmm. It was involved. Okay, uh, okay. I thought, I thought involved. Did you guys mentioned. see Roar already? I did. Dan did. I it want was to. Really weird. Yeah, it, that's it's what a Liam cool said. Movie. It's, I, it's one of those where, as soon as it ended, I was like, I think I just watched something illegal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time, I would go ahead and say that it's a very family-friendly film. Like I would watch it with a kid. Like nobody outright gets mauled. Because the, the, the message of the story is so weird. It, it's just like, hey, you know, we're all animals, so play with these lions. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, very, it's, it's the gentle Ben syndrome where it's like, no, bears are nice. Give them a little touch on the nose. <laughs> 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 it's, but, at the, you know, nobody gets mauled, but there's times where the camera cuts and you're like, yo, everyone went to the hospital right after <laughs> Right after this. <laughs> everyone went Caught. to the hospital. <laughs> Sirens. It was cool. <laughs> it was definitely, Band-Aids. There's no plot. And, I mean, the guy who directed it is the star. And I, I think he plays a version of himself because the character he plays is batshit fucking yeah. insane. <laughs> it's amazing. Nuts. Did you see it even? No, no, but I I, 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 went, I mean, it's kind of popped up, I guess, in the past two months, like just here and there. I, I've seen, like, more or less, like, mentions of it. Like, I, mm. like apparently, like, for a while, people weren't able to get a hold of it or something. Well, Drafthouse just bought it. That's what it was. Okay. Re- okay. You know, okay. So, kind of, it. yeah, there's some, like, rotation there. Um, but, uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Somebody walked by. Um, <laughs> we go, that was uh, fellow friend of the show, Pete Steele. Pete Steele. <laughs> hello, hello. Pete Steele. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. That no, but I saw awesome. I saw a few clips of it online. I, I sought them out at work. I was just went on YouTube and watched. And it looked like, yeah, you, like I'm like, oh, this man's about to die. And I'm, oh, I'm yeah. sitting here just watching it. And then it just, no, he doesn't. And nope. it's like, <laughs> it's like, like literally 20 untrained lions on him. And they're kind of like just pawing, pawing at him and kind of hitting him. He looks like he's kind of getting hurt, but, you know. But he plays it like a Timothy Treadwell from Grizzly Man. Oh, wow. Where, like, okay. They're biting him, and he's just like, stop it, Sparkles. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's like, no, you can lo- easily lose that hand. Gary. Uh, there's Gary? one part where he I like gets animals bit with people and names. He's clearly bleeding, and yeah, as he's that's rapping I saw. it, yeah. he's you know wrapping it up, and it's like, "Stop it, Gary! Gary, stop!" And Gary is is ripping the bandages off oh. his hand as he's doing. Yeah, it. I want more flesh. And that's a point where I'd be like, "We should all go home." But he's <laughs> yeah. just like, "Gary's a yeah. silly cat." <laughs> yeah, I saw so one weird. clip. It was like. Like like somebody fell in the water and like the one lion was pulling somebody under water sort of and they were getting out and he was kind of yelling at the people for like there were a couple people walking trying to get away from the animals mm-hmm. but they were like trying not to panic it seems I guess it's, I guess it's family I guess right and then it seemed like he was about to call them all pussies for wa- uh, getting oh, away yeah, from yeah. the lions I'm like or yeah lions yeah uh, and I don't know, I just thought like this guy is insane like he's he should be committed I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's definitely insane. No. And he's not much of a screenwriter. Yeah. I think I think the idea was just like let's just film it and then we'll figure we'll something, make out. something out. A narrative it, will know? appear It'll in the editing cool. room. I mean, it took him ten years. So yeah. I think it was yeah. just eventually a, a story. Those at home are making. Well, you need nine quotes, and a half to heal from the injuries. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, it's famous that Jan de Bont was the DP on that. Okay, and he yeah. got scalped. And yeah, so he I heard about that. To get it, so he got scalped back by one. Then he of came the back. Then he movie. came back to finish yeah. it. Good. Yeah. That yeah. is commitment to it. And then job. he went to bring us Twister. So you yeah. know, <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah. Thank speed you. Too. <laughs> you know what else took ten years to make? Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, it did. Actually, I believe it. It, it took. I mean, it was 15. thirty years since the last one, right? Yes, but it, it has been in development as a greenlit project since two thousand and. Three or four or something mm, like that. Predates uh, Happy Feet. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. He, was, uh, Both he, of them. he actually was in the desert trying to make this movie before even starting Happy Feet 2. 
uh, which uh, he then had to basically go on to to work on more because they delayed this movie so much. He also he uh, did the he did the Babe movies, right? Yes, he did. Uh, uh, in fact, if you look at his career, yes, yeah, I believe he did both. Well, he produced right? the first yeah. one and he directed. And he got the, an Oscar for for production or right. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, directed the second mm-hmm. one. Yeah, he wrote both. Well, he wrote both movies. Of them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, if you look at his career, it is hilariously Mad Max: The Road Warrior, <laughs> Mad Max: Beyond Thunderdome, yeah. Babe. Babe, pig in the big city. <laughs> Happy, Happy feet. feet. Happy feet too. Two. Mad Max Fury. Right? Yeah, oh, you left. You left <laughs> out uh, Lorenzo's oh. oil. Lorenzo's, Lorenzo's oil. oil. And yeah. Wait, I think yeah. there's even one more. There's like another sort of a more adult picture in there. Yeah, but that's that's it. Like yeah. his career went from like. Like crazy action movies, kids movies, a couple adult pictures in there, yeah. and then just back to the fucking crazy. And if you action. go back before all that, family practitioner. What is that? <laughs> doctor. Oh, oh, he is a doctor. Yes. He is yeah. a doctor. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. a doctor yeah. in Australia. Practitioner. Holy uh, and, and, shit! Uh, was he and later, I think an ER doc. I think. Good. So, well, a good thing. I mean, yeah. he puts a lot of people in peril. He does. If, uh, he does. Mad Max is to be. Saves a lot on insurance, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We got a doctor on his set. Yeah. Supposedly, <laughs> the original Mad Max, the idea for that came from his time as a as an ER doctor because mm-hmm. he saw victims of of crazy accidents a lot and wanted to make nuts. a movie about those crazy accidents. Yeah. That's wild. That's pretty um, amazing. All right, I read that today. I, you know, who knows how true that is. I was yeah, just yeah. in an article <laughs> I was reading. Uh, it makes so sense. We, we've all seen Fury Road. Yes, everybody has yeah. seen it. Right? Yeah. I've heard seen of it, it twice heard so of far. It. Only once, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it twice uh, already. Uh, 3D, 2D, where's everybody at on this? I saw it in 3D mm-hmm. at the Marlton 8. Okay, I did too, oh, right in on. one of those uh-huh. beautiful recliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. I couldn't take full advantage of because I had 3D glasses on. Oh, man. See? It sucks when you wear glasses and you have to do the 3D yeah. thing. You got to mm. put the glasses over the glasses. Over. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that like, shrinks your vision yeah. window down. Well, a little yeah, bit and, and it's like and a I, nerd I, jawbreaker. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you know. Yeah. I also, I'm always curious if I'm actually getting the 3D effect the way I'm intended to, having glasses on underneath mm-hmm. those glasses. I don't know, man. Uh, eventually, it all just looks 2D yeah. anyway. I know that's so, always how I feel about it. Know. But I will say, this movie's 3D conversion was great. Uh, yeah. I thought it looked very it good. It wasn't in 3D. filmed in 3D as well. No. Uh, no. At one point, it was going to be. That was put one of their initial production delays, was they mm. wanted to do it with 3D cameras, but that became increasingly expensive and difficult to do. Well, uh, from what I understand, too, they went through a lot of cameras mm-hmm. where it was just like, ah, we dropped it in the mud. <laughs> you know, or, oh, it got, it got kicked by, by a flaming guitar man or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, ah, well, you know, let's just go digital. That way it's cheap. We've got the files. We don't have to worry about. Mm. You know, yeah. this super expensive double lens camera or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and this is what I'll say. So I saw it in 3D and then I saw it in 2D afterwards. Mm. I know it was shot in 2D. I tend to prefer to see movies in 2D. Mm-hmm. So very Me too. I was actually a little mad that I saw it in 3D first, but that was the first screening I could get to. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. So I see it in 2D, expecting to actually kind of enjoy it more. And what I noticed for the first time, I've never noticed this before. Uh, and I just thought this was interesting. In 3D, it was actually hiding its visual effects a lot better than it was in 2D. Really? In 2D, really? I I noticed the when CG more. Not like not because the the sandstorm is like there's no way you're getting around. That. Yeah, that's yeah, a visual yeah, yeah, effect yeah. no matter what, right? But in 3D, I was convinced that everything, including when they were inside their cabs, mm-hmm. was shot out in the desert on the road. In 2D, it's more evident that sometimes when they're in the cabs, they are actually like in a, on a soundstage somewhere okay. with the, the desert green screen behind them. Mm-hmm. You can like see that green screen work in the 2D. Wow. I did not notice that at all in 3D. It completely hid. I didn't notice it until you told me. I mean, I, I've only seen the 3D. Yeah. It, and it, so I never would have thought of it. It completely hid like that. I guess because it's adding that, that depth and that dimension. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You lose that sort of like flat outline that goes around somebody that okay. is sometimes still just slightly noticeable. I think noticeable the 3D glasses okay. add, I mean, they always 
have a dimming effect. Yes, and probably and, a little um, blur. So maybe I think too. it adds a fog. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which, which benefits. Okay. Like yeah. That. It, so I just that was interesting to note. I'd never really noticed that before. Yeah. Doesn't mind if I chew directly into the mic. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but that uh, I don't know. That was just interesting to me that it actually hid those effect shots. Uh, it, it makes me curious if um, filmmaker. Uh, I'm sure filmmakers are aware of that, and I'm wondering if it, uh, I'm. I'm hoping they're actually using that to great effect. You know what I mean? Like mm. to their benefit. Yeah. You're typically not a 3D fan, though. Uh, no, I mean, because that's my thing with it. Is usually about 10 minutes in. It looks like a normal movie to me because the yeah. idea of a movie is it tricks my brain into thinking there's three dimensions. Yeah, That's right. the whole idea. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, the idea of photography is is is, yeah. is depth. Is you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it so depends on how it's done. Yes, it does. Like, I mean, there's the James Cameron argument where she he he hates things like Piranha 3D, right, where it's, popping where out it's like, oh no, this is supposed to increase depth of field, and I I will staunchly disagree with him. Mm -hmm. 3D is a gimmick. Mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. It doesn't create a world for me for the exact reason yeah. that you're saying. I like when it pops out. Like, I love Piranha 3D. The best 3D <laughs> I've fun. ever seen, Jackass 3D. That oh, is man, what it's yeah. there for. You know, the gas, dildos flying across the screen. You know, it's cool. So, you know, then again, like, last night I saw Poltergeist. Mm -hmm. and the, How was the, it? Uh, Did you enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot, actually. And, really? and it was, I, I was supposed to review it, and so I just have to go to whatever screener they send me to. Mm. This one happened to be in 3D. And this is a movie where I would say, spend the money. If you're going to see it, see the 3D. It, it actually right. was a benefit. Yeah, I saw like um, Hugo was impressive in 3D. Actually, I actually did not see Hugo. Uh, that was a movie I had no interest in seeing. Yeah, I saw it, on DVD. You know, yeah. It's like a, it looked like just a children's Christmas movie to mm -hmm. me, uh -huh. uh, and was great. It's, yeah. it's a great movie it's about a good movie. filmmaking. Yeah. Actually, yeah, right, is, right, uh, right. It's very yeah. good. Uh, and the 3D was really beautiful in it, and actually really well, that did. That was shot in 3D. It was, and that's Scorsese. And, and yeah. that so was you know the thing. When you heard of him, guy like Scorsese used 3D. He does his typical super long open tracking shot yeah, in it, yeah. but in this beautiful 3D, and it actually really did kind of enhance what he does with those tracking shots. Uh, I think so there's it is, something it to be said about seeing all the the George Melies films in yes, 3D. That's kind of cool. Uh, that actually be that's actually a good point. They, oh, it was well, they were originally they about like. It's a spectacle. Like, yeah, oh, man, exactly. It looks like a exactly. Face on the moon, it was know, a production, not could, yeah. You know, yeah. And so to see that is a rather interesting. Yeah, he thing. rendered that stuff in 3D, and it, it actually looked very uh, good, and, and it makes that that old film like pop in a way that yeah. you know, it wouldn't for a modern audience necessarily. Yeah, I, I typically tend to try and of. I mean, I've seen movies like sometimes it's like 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 what happened with you. Like mm -hmm. it was the only screen time, so you went and saw yeah. it. Um, but in general, if I uh, if I if I know a movie was shot in 3D, I kind of want to see it in 3D. Yeah. Like Avatar mm -hmm. looked better in 3D than 2D. It's just yeah. dead. Like I, there's really no other reason to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more or less. Yeah, it looks like that looked awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but in general, if it's like a 2D and then it's converted to 3D, you know, uh, I just you get cookie cutter. Yeah, you know, and, and, and I feel like um, it, 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 I keep going in and out of it, and then I just feel like it's a, it's a distraction. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you notice bad editing. What yeah. did you guys yeah. think of it in, in Mad Max? Like, how was the 3D? I didn't see it in 3D. I saw, saw 2D. 2D, yeah. yeah. I loved it in 3D. I, I thought, thought it looked, looked really amazing. Good. Yeah, I, Dude, I was way stoked. And a lot of the complaints that I heard was that the storm looked shitty. Yeah. I thought the storm looked fine. I thought the storm looked totally it looked fine. It looked fine in 2D. So totally the storm awesome. didn't replace the stunts. No. It was no. just a set dressing yeah. around yeah, 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 the stunts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that like was like were... the one complaint. Everyone's like, dude, it looked stupid. I'm just like... I didn't think it looked stupid. Uh, and I was saying this so to Dan. All. I wrote this in my review. And I, I think one of the best things about that whole sequence is the lighting. Uh, mm. He uses that sequence as an excuse to give that part of the chase... A different look and feel like the movie does sort of have these distinct 
color schemes to it mm-hmm. as it goes on. Different sequences are done under different mm-hmm. kinds when of light. When you're doing one color. big stunt piece, you need an act break somehow. Absolutely. And if it's in the form of a visual cue, yeah, absolutely. You know, and so we use it to do these di- like a different sort of color scheme, right, for that sequence, mm-hmm. which is great. But yeah. the thing I really liked about it was he went back to something he did in Road Warrior and Thunderdome a lot, mm-hmm. which was cut to the people inside their cabs driving. They're clearly on a soundstage, mm-hmm. just bouncing around, yeah. and there's just literal flashes of lights of like yeah. blue and yeah. yellow and, and like white. Weird pink, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and it's clear it's well, fake. Well, it's like stylized. It, in yeah, way, but yeah. it's fake, yeah. right? It's clearly happening yeah, in a yeah, studio, yeah. but that's also, fake is also real. In a world where mm-hmm. everything is digital now, digital is truly fake, yeah. and like old school fake is actually real. That's physically well, it's happening. It's yeah. tangible. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually loved the way he incorporated those super old school techniques yeah. to make you feel like you're in a chase mm. in the midst of these huge digital effects that grounded that sequence for me in a way where I bought it. I was inside of it the whole time. I had no right. issue with it. Yeah. I, I was thrilled by yeah. it. Uh, and I think it was that marriage of those old school practical effects with that, you know, that that new, uh, you know, the, the new digital stuff. You know, I never even thought about this until now. It's a bit of world building, too. Yeah. yeah. Because when they see the sandstorm, nobody's like, oh, fuck. Right. Everyone's <laughs> just like, ah, another one. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's, that's Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much subtle word world building in that movie, and that's one of the strengths of the whole movie oh, in general. Yeah. I mean, like, there's so many things that are in the movie that they just show you and don't explain, Mm-mm. but it totally makes perfect sense when you when you see it as like one big tapestry. These yeah. are like seamless transitions. Things like um, the water pumping, mm-hmm. things like the the hydroponically grown um, the the vegetables yep, in, yep. in the com- in the compound mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh wow, that's just the thing, and and you just. You know, you accept it mm-hmm. as it's uh, as it rolls along. Yeah, uh, a few days ago, I read an article about um, the guy with the guitar. You know, the uh-huh. yeah, Doof Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he has his name is Coma. Coma apparently, the right? Doof Warrior, yeah. And I'm like, uh, I mean, that's a cool name. You know, <laughs> I I didn't need to know it. I didn't, and then a the couple people were like, they're speculating on um, who what his backstory is, yeah. why is, why are his eyes like that? Right. You know, this and that there. And um, George Miller made a couple comments about it, and I'm like, I don't need a backstory. No, he's just cares? like he's just that cool dude. Yeah. Like oh, it's yeah. it's. I know you're not a it's big fan of Boba Fett. Like in, in yeah. Sorry, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but like, I don't need overrated. to know where he came Whoa. from. Uh, I don't yeah, need to know. I like I, I, he's just he's just Boba Fett. He's you a, know what I do like need? that. He's cool in Empire. Uh, right. But I, I will say my my hatred for Boba Fett is definitely a bit. Uh. Um, I actually don't have any strong feelings. But yeah, but I just heard, I've heard you. you I just want people it, so. are like, oh, he's the coolest. I'm like, he shows up. Darth Vader does his job for him, and then he trips and falls to his own death. <laughs> in a hole. <laughs> it's pretty not badass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. hole. like the star like. But that was an example of where it's cool. I don't need to know. Here's the thing: the only thing we do need to know about him again, the movie actually gives us through its own context it never explains it to us explicitly but we're all familiar with uh the way war like the way we used to battle and do battle and war we had drummer boys yeah yeah Yeah, there was there was a a musical call absolutely was yeah that was a part of war you didn't have radios they had to know exactly of a drummer boy yeah like that's all i need to know and the movie gives me that just through the context of what's happening i I think also in in the context of this movie too uh, it, it's also a piece of ego on the yes. part of Immortan Joe, mm-hmm. where he's just like, you know, like, yeah. check this out, metal baby. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, yeah. I've this got, is how I've I announce my Mother's theme Milk music. On motherfucking tap, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's a piece of, of his. Uh, his machismo, you know, like that whole thing. Absolutely. I'm quite sure that not one of us wouldn't mind if we were walking around and a heavy metal band was playing yeah. as we walked. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, come on, Who man. doesn't want that? I'm saying. Especially what they're day. playing. The soundtrack to this is, is incredible. I, I, I've actually been like listening to it since because yeah. it's just so good. 
and it's a really interesting marriage of a bunch of different like kinds of film scores, which mm-hmm. I've been realizing as I listen to it more. There's like, um, you know, it's got like a John Williams orchestral score that's mm-hmm. running through it. That okay. is very John Williams. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's absolutely. It's a very adventure style. It becomes score. almost its own character. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Layered in with that is like a John Carpenter esque uh, mm-hmm. digital score that sounds very eighties and is just sort of peppered throughout. Yeah, well, there's uh, like demonic opera in there too. Mm-hmm. That yeah, like there's a the lot omen. of operatic yeah. voices in it. Yeah, uh, there is also this tribal drum beat that continues throughout mm-hmm. it, and there's metal guitar playing within it. So yeah. it's like all of these different kinds of film scores and music married into one like really intense score. Yeah, and done I, I really think, well. You know, <laughs> and the whole movie is this amalgamation of just details, right? Mm-hmm. It's just an amalgamation of all kinds of details. Mm-hmm. And that is it's so interesting to me that they took they blew it up as far as they could to mm-hmm. the music, the sound design, the the set design, the costuming, the the makeup, everything is like down to the last details just an amalgamation of the world as we've known it, yeah. right, mm-hmm. and what is left of it, and it becomes. Mm-hmm. It, it's awesome. It's it's incredible world building, and like you said, without anyone having to exposit about it ever, yeah, really once. Pretty brilliant. Man. Yeah, I wouldn't even brilliant. want any exposition. No, because yeah. I mean, in the whole world of Mad Max, I don't think they've ever outright said what the event was. No, yeah. we, you know, it's just ah, after the event, lots of sand, yeah. no gas, no water. Well, Lots they're signed cars. on for like prequels on this now, yeah. aren't they? Did you know tell me that? Even? Yeah, Tom Hardy signed on for four movies. Mm-hmm. Two are prequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is one of the sequels, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but two of them will be prequels, they said. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I feel I, like we're, I, um, we're too prequel happy. I know there's a comic book that's already out. Yeah, I, I think you might be partially misconstruing a couple different pieces of information. I, I know he has signed on for multiple movies. Uh-huh. There is a prequel comic book coming out for okay. Fury Road. Who's he's writing already, it? He has already written a sequel called uh, Mad Max The Wasteland. Okay. And he has written a novella that is a sequel to that. Okay. But George uh, Miller did the comic book prequels too? Uh, I bu- yes, I believe he wrote them at least, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I, and I believe the uh, he worked with um, a comic, a couple of comic book artists to write the script for the movie because mm-hmm. the script for the movie is just 3,500, uh, uh, what, what do you call those, uh, uh, previs, the... the um, uh, storyboards. Okay, it's just mm. it's thirty five hundred storyboards is the script for this movie. He just he worked with a comic book artist. Is that all? Wrote the <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> yeah. Only. Yeah. Mm. I want to uh, see a sequel where they're like, oh man, what is this? What is this? The, there's ice everywhere. This is different from the world we know. And then some singing penguins come out. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they're like, actually, back in the city, we know a singing pig. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Well, and they're all <laughs> fighting over oil that's going to cure a neurodegenerative <laughs> disease. It'd be amazing. That would be genius. Yeah. The Max has to deal with happy feet penguins. Oh, <laughs> brilliant. So good. Furiosa versus Babe. <laughs> <laughs> all about it. All about this movie. Go for They'd it. be like, we can kill and eat this pig. And then they'd be like, no, pigs aren't things. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, you know. Well, that, I think the, the most interesting thing about this he drives is a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> the, Write the mo- that movie, Mr. Miller. Yes. Get on it. Who's the, who's the who played the farmer in, in Babe? What was his name? Oh, it was... Um, oh, Cromwell, right? Yeah, Cromwell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I like to see him show up somewhere. Evo yeah. just got a wistful look on his face. <laughs> yeah. I want to point oh, that James out. Cromwell. James Cromwell. I, in a while. I think the last time I saw him, he was playing George Bush Sr. Oh, yeah, in W. Right. Oh, wow. Was he in that? I that movie. I did, too. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Brolin, right? That yeah. was Brolin, no. and uh, that was Oliver Stone yes. and Josh Brolin. And, uh, One Elizabeth was the peak Banks, of his right? powers, the other really not. not. And, uh, <laughs> I'll let you decide who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the thing that is most interesting about this is what you brought up, which is you have, like, if you wanted to, you could kick back and relax and watch this movie for two hours and not have to think about an ounce of it and yeah. just oh be yeah. totally Fucking entertained. Mm-hmm. There's hardly, if, if on a very surface level, there's hardly a plot line. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just characters going from point A to point B and then deciding, 
we gotta go back to point A, yeah. uh, and that's the movie. That I mean, that's it. Uh, yeah. But it is actually maybe one of the most uh, uh, um, layered in-depth yeah. movies I've seen in a while. Yeah. Well, it comes There's down so to the much classic, story yeah. in this movie. That, that's 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 what it comes down to is the plot versus story. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's very rarely plot. It's right. A to B and back. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's so much story. So I mean, much story. Mm-hmm. And for, okay, for those at home, because people always get these confused. Yeah. Yes. The plot is. Rocky is a boxer who gets a chance to fight the champion and then, you know, goes the distance. The story <laughs> is that Rocky is a down on his luck boxer that, you know, and, and it's all about his character. Yeah, will he ever find love he, or know, become a champ? Yeah. He's a nobody. He yeah. finally gets He's a chance t- to prove himself. Yeah. You know, and he does prove himself and he earns his ability to respect himself. Yeah. That's the difference between plot and story. Yes. And, and this so movie has story out its ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's all woven into action, into mm-hmm. set pieces. I've been reading uh, a lot of quotes from George Miller about how he uh, basically wanted to make a silent film. Uh, I, I, I read something earlier where he was saying when he, when he grew up, he lived near a drive-in movie theater. But rather than pay to go see the movies, he would just sit really far away where he could still see the screen and watch them silently. Uh, wow. And so like even, even as sound came into movies, he was still watching movies as silent movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's always been fascinated by this idea that like cinema at its purest form the thing that is most cinematic and is purely cinema is action. Because mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. that's the one thing no other art form can actually capture yeah. the way that film can. Uh, and that's why he thinks silent movies are maybe one of the better representations of what cinema can do. Okay. Uh, and so he had this idea. He wanted to make just a w- basically one chase sequence movie. He wanted a movie that was just a chase scene. The big thing he wanted to bring to the Mad Max world was human cargo. That was his other thing for the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then otherwise, he wanted to tell as much story as he could Visually, yeah, and he re- and what that does is gives us a, a an action movie that is unlike something like a James Cameron action movie, where James Cameron spends twenty to thirty minutes having the characters exposit about what's happening, who mm-hmm. they are, and what's going to happen. Yeah, and then we take a brain break for twenty minutes to watch them fight in a fight that we know all the details of already because they told them to yeah. us before they started it. And then they go for 20 to 30 more minutes talking about the fight they just had, setting up the next one, and fight for 20 minutes without any plot happening. This movie is action nonstop, telling story throughout that action. Uh, the, the action actually tells you who the people are, how they're mm-hmm. developing together, what their relationships are, how the relationships are changing. You get that through punches being Yeah, well, so, I mean, that's the, that's the screenwriting one-on-one show, don't tell. Yeah. You know? And he does that perfectly. And I think we're getting away from that in a lot of our action oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, well, and, I mean, and this you know, really brings us back to that hard. It brings it back to action movie as a storytelling piece. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's, that is awesome. Yeah. That is, that, again, I read somewhere talking about how like this shows that we're expecting less from an action movie than we don't have to. Mm-hmm. And that this is one of those movies that resets that pr- mm-hmm. that precedent. Um, so, full disclosure, you guys know uh, we talked about this on Cinepunks too already. So I oh I right on have, oh kind of have my well That's I mean just fine. yesterday just yesterday yeah yeah no <laughs> we, we 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 have hashed this out a, a couple of times pre podcast I think my issue was the fact that it was so not racially diverse that was my issue. With I thought about that actually in the wake of all the feminism yeah. talk. It's yeah, it, it's only white people. Strong bum yeah. out because. It becomes sharply focused when they show the horde of like the poor people, yes. and there's one black dude in there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, bro, this is Australia in the future, right? Yeah, like, right. there are lots of not white people right. in yeah. Australia. And as a person of color that is watching this movie, I was like, this hurts a little bit in my heart. Yeah, this hurts enough. a little bit. Not only bit, are you underrepresented, like, the again, the story that is then implied is that somehow we, do, you know, uh, uh, in this post-apocalypse, uh, yeah. 
racism got so bad we just wiped out all the other races. <laughs> or, or we could go the other direction with it and take the classic horror movie element where all the black guys were smart enough to be like, shit's about to go down. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> Let's go do our own thing over there where, Greenland. It's, where it's safe and let all the white people just duke it out. They're in Canada. <laughs> no, that's probably not what happened, but uh, if there's one way to try and forgive it, it's that. But I hear you, and, and it's, it's interesting because they talk about how it's so socially relevant and right. yeah. it yes. is it is a noticeable absence but the thing about it is that they took so much time to to make all that world building stuff yeah and they didn't give any thought to the racial makeup right. of the movie i mean i i said this before i say it again i'm ready for an aboriginal mad max oh yeah i'm yeah. ready i mean it would make more sense it would that you'd have like you know this native survivor guy yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean and right. like, that would be a badass movie to watch and who would be more suited to live in the outback yeah, you know right, what that's I mean? true. Like someone true, who's yeah. lived there all the time, or a guy who was a car cop. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. The closest I'm, thing we've had to like Aborigines at all have been in the series have just been children. Yeah, children yeah, in yeah. fur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. And and you know what? And this brings up another weird point that I really enjoyed Thunderdome for the fact that Tina Turner and other racially diverse characters are in it. Yeah, not a lot, but they're in but there. But they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? And and again, in this one, the only time you see like a person of color is like the one poor mm-hmm. black dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't oh. even picture who you're talking about either. He had dreadlocks. <laughs> that's all I remember. Yeah, I, I'd yeah. say I, I can't even put a face to him. So that says something. But I mean, I do get the whole feminist. Thing. What do you guys think about the backlash of like? Oh, I mean, the backlash oh, is so it's crazy. So it's so stupid. Like, crazy. I can't imagine someone being like, "Well, there aren't enough movies about white guys." Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I don't feel like there's anything in the movie that is distinctly anti-male. No. Yeah, that's that's no. what really I, irks me is that if yeah. anything, it actually promotes the idea of of trust amongst folks yeah. who are different, mm-hmm. and how you know separating isn't going to get anybody any further in terms of progress. Yeah. And it's it's a support system that really is what causes things to change. You know, it's not until, you know, I mean, if, if we just distill it down to Max and Furiosa, it's not until they finally put the fact that they don't trust each other aside that they actually start to cover ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and to me, that says so. I, there's nothing in it that seems anti-male where I'd feel the need to push back. Right. But I think we live in such a fucking shitty reactionary society that um, automatically if someone's like, ooh, this is feminist, you're going to get some dickhead that's like, well, I'm here, my yeah. dick hurts. Yeah. You know, it's so stupid. I, yeah. uh, I pulled a couple quotes uh, because I, I'm glad you brought this up because my review actually was very heavily focused on the feminism in the movie mm-hmm. uh, and the idea that the movie is sort of about bringing down this patriarchy that is a very male-centric yeah. you know, kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I read this great article on Slash Film by Angie Han. I don't know if you guys read that site at all. Yeah, I, I checked the site out, yeah. Uh, she wrote this article called The Heroic Masculinity of mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road. So we were in this wake of like everybody writing these feminist articles about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And what's great about this article is this is just as much feminism, but she's trying to point out that like the reality of feminism is what we're really looking for is equality. We're not looking for... Or like, superiority. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, and so she wrote a couple things that I just thought were interesting as, as we're talking about this. She says, it's immediately obvious that the toxic culture established by Morton Joe is harmful for women, but Mad Max Fury Road makes a point of showing us that it's no picnic for men either. <laughs> Nux and his warboy brethren aren't enslaved like the women are, and they're entrusted with guns and cars. However, they're similarly treated as objects, yeah. as weapons and tools rather than people. Yeah. And, they're, and they're also, uh, all the men are very cultish. Yes. Yeah. Um, that, that's something they're that brainwashed. Interesting. Yeah. They're brainwashed, mm-hmm. and to the point where, where um, I mean, there is a suggestion that the radiation damage that yeah, sure, a yes. lot of the people are, but the main driving force of all of the, uh, I forget what the name they gave. Valhalla. Uh, they want to go to Valhalla. Valhalla. You know, yeah. uh, what, what do they call, uh, uh, what's the, the character, they, they call him like something boys. The war boys. All the war boys, their main thing is just like, 
I am not an individual. I'm part of this bigger picture. Yes. And if I die for that, Valhalla. Yeah. Right. And that is that's a mentality you see a lot. Oh yeah. And I. Dude, how about the spray paint in the mouth? Bit? Yeah, oh, yeah, no. right. Oh. I'll say that is that I spray paint? That, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Me, that shit then, sucks. Yeah, and then was a Nux. Was it Nux? Nux? Was the guy's name Nux? Nux, Nux yeah. Then he sprayed it. And it was all like Billy chrome. Corgan. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I guess yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> it might literally just pumpkins. be chrome paint. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, okay, I guess you can huff that. It's like that'll make you kind of crazy. I guess. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. Future um, sucks. And yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so this was the other thing she pointed out that I thought was interesting. This is a great article I think yeah. people should read, but th- I think this also helps what we're talking about, which is, is fascinating. She says, uh, Mad Max Fury Road also flips on its head the idea that masculinity equals destruction while femininity equals nurturing and creation. Here, the women aren't the only ones who can give life. From the start yeah, of the Max, film, what makes yeah. Max extra valuable is his type O blood. Yeah. He's a universal donor. And his heroic journey culminates in a scene where he literally gives life by injecting blood into Furios' br- uh, veins to bring her back from the brink of death. Yeah. Uh, so you get this. You 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 get to see both sides of both men and yeah. women, right? How both, both are able to create and maintain and, and sustain it, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's not without uh, uh, both of them coming together that they can actually bring a Morton Joe down and and mm-hmm. maybe Even, establish some sort of. I don't know what to culture. call them. It was something that was based around the word vulva, which I thought was rather oh, yeah, funny. Like Volvani or something. Volvani. The Volvina. Almost them, vulva. So they awesome. managed to <laughs> escape the quote unquote patriarchy of the world. But we're still just kind of left in a desolate wasteland. They yeah. just had motorcycles in a tower, you know, and it was like, yeah. oh, you got out of it, but you're still alone. Mm-hmm. Did it bum yeah. you out that those guys got taken out real easily? Some of them. Which which guys? The the, 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 the women. The the oh, a couple of oh, the Volvani. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like okay, here's the other thing that I had a, a a little bit of a problem with. It's like these chicks have managed to live mm-hmm. in this patriarchal wasteland, mm-hmm. and then they get in the one race. And two of them die in the motorcycle accident thing. It kind of yeah. seems clear to me, though, that their survival was distinctly by being hidden. Being away. And, 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 okay. and not right. engaging necessarily. Although mm. the one woman did make mention that she's, you know, she's, she's taken lives in order to survive out there. Mm. So I guess uh-huh. they're probably not without action. Yeah. But right. I do get the impression. But she's a good shot. <laughs> at least in their <laughs> recent time, uh-huh. they have uh-huh. been in hiding and yeah. maybe not engaging so much yeah. in these types of, you know. Races through the desert. <laughs> but I, still, I'm just like, dude, you're going to go I out like you. that? That's yeah. how you're going to get taken out, ladies? There's yeah. also the idea of just like it's a sacrifice thing where they yes. go, oh, we now actually have an opportunity have to create yeah, purpose, a greater yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all of them were very old, too, mm-hmm. or at, yeah. least, at least beaten by by the elements. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, it was just like, hey, if this is what I got left to, to put towards the... Because even, even Max, uh, when he does his... Which I thought was a beautiful thing is this is the first time since the first movie that Max had any sort of an arc. Mm-hmm. And yeah. in the yeah. first movie is arc went from I'm all about justice to just I am Mad Max. Yeah. Right, and right, then right. this one went from his very first line is something along the lines of uh, you know, my main drive is survival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it isn't until he convinces them not to go across the, the uh, salt, salt lines, salt lines yeah. where he says, you know, I, I can actually do something kind of heroic here. Mm-hmm. I can be a part of mm-hmm. this revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he turns back into the policeman he once was in some way, shape, or form. But it's a character arc that that you know, his two movies distant. Yeah. Also, um, is this the only movie where he says his name? I'm not sure about that. Because uh, I don't remember in the other movies him saying, I'm Max. I, I, mean, I mean, I know his name is Max Rokotansky. So yeah. Which had to have been established I, yeah, in the I, first one, I would imagine, when there was still when some he humanity. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they do um, use, use radios and such in that. So yeah, but you might be right, because the because this is the other thing. The other two movies, Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome. They just call him the man, don't Well, they? and correct me if I'm wrong, those are stories being told about him. Yeah. yeah, those are not yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the feral kid like narrates Road Warrior, right? But I think and isn't 
Doesn't John I think Thunder the feral kid actually says something to the effect of like, "This is the story of when I met Max." Right. I think, so and I that's think what there is uh, he may not sort of call himself there. Max in that movie, mm. but they do refer to him okay. as Max. The kid telling the story definitely does. And I feel like Thunderdome has a similar conceit to it that someone's telling that story of a man named Max. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, um, that's my favorite one. Not really? counting Thunder Fury Road. Road. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> really, uh, I actually just watched Thunderdome about uh, like the week before seeing Fury Road because it's uh-huh. been ages, mm-hmm. and I really don't see why people hate it. Yeah, I think the only thing that that you could possibly say is a flaw. Isn't really a flaw. It's just that it was made in 1985, so it looks like that. Yeah, you know, like yeah. It, it, it's going to have a theme song by Tina Turner that is literally about the movie, which badass song, love yeah. that song. Love know? Tina Turner. She's like really awesome in that movie. Oh, bungee fights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, come the fuck on, bungee I fights. I would bungee fight anybody. <laughs> Any single body wants to bungee fight me, I'll fu- I'll bungee fight you in a Thunderdome right the but fuck now. You know now. the rules. That's what two I'm men saying. enter. One man dude. <laughs> so good. So fucking good. That's, I do enjoy that movie. I think that that is the only one that is a little unwieldy. That one gets away mm. from itself a little bit. I think. Well, here's my my explanation for why I love that one the most yes. is because I got cable around the same time that that got onto cable uh-huh. and oh, I was yeah. a kid yep. and I saw it a million times yes. because of it. It's and like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where brain. it's like if it wasn't my favorite one, it was going to be my favorite well, one. Well, and I saw I like Temple time. of Doom out yeah. of all the image because I had that That's tape. That's the first one I saw. That one I had the tape and I watched it every week so I could Dude. just sit there and I could draw that whole movie for I think about Temple of Doom. I'm getting a Temple of Doom tattoo next yes. week. Woo! What Sorry. is it? I'm getting Fortune and Glory tattooed on my wrists. People at home, I'm putting my hands up in the Rocky formation because I'm so excited to hear that. Oh, also, there's side note. I'm getting an Arnold Schwarzenegger tattoo next week as well. Oh, goodness. Which is, it's a, it's, Arnold Schwarzenegger's way, face from Commando, uh-huh. and it just says, fuck you, asshole, underneath it. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife is very happy with this, just so you guys know what kind of world Excellent. I live in. You were almost so. talked out of it. Yeah, I was going to change it to Let's Potty, P-O-T-T-Y. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like, fuck you, asshole, way funnier. Not let some yeah. steam, Bennett? That's also pretty funny, too, but, you know, just saying. Yeah, Sorry. go big. If you're going to do it, go yeah, big. You know what I mean? If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. I do think Thunderdome. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. Back to Fury Road. Back to Fury Road. Okay. I, I want to get that tattooed on me. If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. <laughs> I do think Thunderdome is intended to be a kid's movie, though, comparatively to the other ones. That one, I actually think, is a li- is meant to be a little more accessible to yeah. like all ages. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that was also kind of the reason for the season in 85. Yes. You had Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, this is post-ET. Yep. This yeah. is when you know you could take a blockbuster and be like, no, bring the family. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he was going to make Babe as a follow up, so he was he was yeah, gearing yeah. He was himself gonna, up for families yeah. to entertain. Yeah. He was gearing himself up for that. <laughs> uh, I was so glad to see that when he came back to to the Mad Max world, though he he went back to. I mean, this this to me is a, a, as similar, more similar to. to Road Warrior than any of the other oh, yeah. Mad Max yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, I love that all the cars were actually made. Oh yeah, actually yes, fabricated yes. in that movie. Yep. Those actually, cars let's were let's so talk crazy. about that. There's something that they do that I think is so interesting that is lacking in a lot of action movies. And I always make this this uh, you know I make this uh, comparison. There are points when I watch like a Transformers movie where there's so much going on on the screen that you get to the point where you're just like, all right. I want the blue gears to win this fight. Yeah. I can't tell you what's happening. I can't yeah. tell you the it's same just with so like the born one. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, the blurry Matt Damon, let's <laughs> let's hope he's the one that's standing at the end of this and I I check out. But in uh there's an equal amount going on on screen uh in uh Fury Road. If not more. But they define each of the cars by a different look. Yeah, each so car. Yeah, yeah. At every right. point you go, Okay, at least I know what the stakes yeah. are here and tank yeah. car and Cadillac who, car you know? and exactly. spiky car. Yeah. There, there's so <laughs> many Oil points in, in, in uh, 
uh, what's it called, in, in the Bourne movies, where there's three or four people duking it out, and I'm just like, I don't know who's for who, <laughs> and let's just hope when it all ends that, that the person you know, whose yeah. name is on the ticket is the one standing. You know what I mean? And it, it, there were so many points where there's six, seven, eight cars with you know 25 different people all doing different things, uh-huh. and it was absolutely not a stretch for me to yeah. know exactly who's At no point, yeah, that's actually it's something I, ju- I didn't realize until you just said that. Uh, at no point, and there's so much going on, during these car chase scenes, at no point did I feel lost. Oh, mm-hmm. never. Like, I mean, I knew, yeah. oh, these are this, these guys on a car on the left. These, you know I mean, like, this is truly some yeah. of the most fluid action yeah. filmmaking I think yeah. I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it's so uh, assured in the yeah. way that he shoots everything. It's so well edited as well. I think yeah. the editing is like very impressive on yeah. this movie uh, because it's you know getting me to follow a car chase this crazy mm-hmm. is not just about me tracking the cars and knowing which car is which. Yeah. It's not just about me tracking the characters and knowing which characters are good, which ones are bad, who's in which car. It's also about things like you gotta have the right inserts in the right places of yeah. like somebody picking up the gun and knowing who has the gun at yeah. this time. Train your eyes to follow a certain exactly. pattern. Yeah. Exactly. I posted this quote on your wall on Facebook yes. the other day and I brought it up. This is a, a David screenwriting uh, tip from David mm-hmm. Mamet. Yeah. He says every scene should be able to answer three questions. Who wants what from whom? What happens if they don't get it? And why now? Yeah, and the action sequences in Mad Max consistently answer all three of them without, and this is really in reference to dialogue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and with action as dialogue, yes. all mm-hmm. of those questions are consistently answered. And I think at any moment, if you pause it, and you see three cars, you know the spiky ones, mm-hmm. the oil rig, and you know you could point it out and be like, I know what they. You can answer each mm-hmm. of those questions. Yeah. I think that's I actually that's think very smart. A good example of that is is the hand to hand combat scene yeah. in this, which is where is, they fast forward it, where uh, they're speeding them up. Uh, wh- I'm sorry. I do mean? love that he does. That some shit of the, was the awesome. Spe- when he's yeah. cutting oh. the mask off and yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. The when they're like, that's yeah. like yeah. straight yeah. out of the, the series. Yeah. So awesome, yeah. right? Oh, so good. The uh, the, the 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 fight scene with the chain, you know, where he's chained to Nux. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and they're fighting with the wives and Furiosa mm-hmm. and Nux and Max. So awesome. You've got like four different groups of characters that all have distinct goals yeah. that are all different from each other. Yeah, all fighting each other. Two of them are chained together, and they have distinctly different. Each one equally as dangerous in yes, a way in their own absolutely. way and yeah. so you have this and each one with the same amount to lose too. yeah exactly. Mm, exactly and so you again you have like this action sequence that is expressing so much story and character mm-hmm. we're learning a lot about these characters and how they're all going to interact and how they uh, mm-hmm. relate to each other and uh, how powerful they each are and what they're capable yeah. of through this action scene it's one of the best choreographed fight scenes I think I've seen since like the raid maybe uh, and, and is such an example of how controlled Miller is in the way that is such a frenetic, I think. At, well, not frenetic. That's the wrong word. Kinetic action scene. It is like it moves. Frenetic is what yeah. you don't want. That's right. how I would describe yeah. it. Born, born right. There's no discipline to it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That was why yeah. I decided to change that word. It's 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 very assured, but it is like it. it you know, there's adrenaline to that yeah. scene. It mm-hmm. is. You feel the impact of everything that happens, but you know exactly where everybody is, and more importantly. It's n- people aren't just punching each other for the sake of punching each other. You know why everyone is exactly. engaging with each other throughout that whole sequence. Yeah, mo- so many fight scenes you see now, um, it's it, it it feels like uh, okay, well we're gonna have about seven seconds of them just punching, 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 mm-hmm. and then uh, oh, one will get knocked down. Okay, yeah. now he's got there. But there was none of that in this, and especially like that's that's I guess the main fight scene. There's fight scenes on on top of. Like the vehicles and Absolutely. that kind of thing. I think you could but say that, that was about any of the action in the movie. That yeah. scene is the easiest way to talk about yeah, how controlled yeah. he is. When with, that comes out that on action. DVD, I want to do an experiment where just at any random point, I can just pause it. Mm-hmm. And I'd be willing to bet that in that pause, 
it would be a photo and not just a blur, <laughs> yes. yeah. which won't happen with a Transformers. Mm-hmm. You know, it won't yeah. happen with a lot of a lot of different movies. But if you pause it, you could be like, okay, I can see what the cinematographer did, and I could tell you those three questions yeah. in, about mm-hmm. each about person, that. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's awesome. It, yeah, this was just such a, a, an impressive like piece of cinema. It's like one of the most cinematic experiences I've had since. Oh, yeah. Maybe Inception, uh, mm-hmm. before that, maybe Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like it is so thrilling. Well, to uh, jump back to what you said before, and I meant to say this when we were talking about his inclination to want to make a silent film. Oh, yes, please. The movie that I think this is the most in tune with, and I put this in, in my review, was, oh, yeah. that was The General with Which Buster Keaton. Yeah. I never recommend. saw it. Yeah. It's old silent film, mm-hmm. and all the movie is is a... Uh, Trying to remember the the politics of it, I, it's it's a civil war movie, mm-hmm. but yeah. it all takes place. They're just trying to move a train from point A to point B, mm-hmm. and so Buster Keaton, he's he's kind of the anti Charlie Chaplin, where mm-hmm. he doesn't mug, but things will just happen around him, and then he kind of looks just like you fucking believe that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the whole thing is him doing very physical stunts because this was at a time where. You, well, you, couldn't, had to. you couldn't have yeah. dialogue. Yeah. So it's just, we got to tell the story with him going really big with stunt work, and he's this phenomenal athlete. And it, I, watch The General, and you will see yeah, more. That's all in film school. And it's perfect as to why you would see it in film school. I mean, that is a yeah, seminal was, film. Yeah. It's supremely entertaining. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it is precisely what, what Fury Road is. You know, if you turned off the sound in Fury Road, I'd be willing to bet you'd still get 98% of the story. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dan, you know? this was a piece of knowledge I wanted to drop on you that I thought would really excite you. I read today that George Miller has demanded mm. that when they release the Blu-ray for uh, Fury Road, that uh, not only will you be able to watch Fury Road as you saw it on the big screen, you will also get a black and white silent except for the soundtrack version of Fury Road. I no shit. It will just have the soundtrack. There will be no dialogue or sound. I'm going to watch that first. That is before fucking we incredible. Are you serious? Yep. Uh, he said that they made a lot of choices in the coloring afterwards. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but when photos came out of this, and, and these photos yeah. are still in all the articles, yeah. they're really like oily and kind of yeah. weird looking. Yeah. They don't it's very pop saturated. with color. Yeah, um, Very saturated. That yeah. was a choice it sounds like they made later in the game as they were editing the movie to, to mm-hmm. do the colors the way they did them, which I loved. I thought mm-hmm. this was a really beautiful, striking movie. Yeah, um, I mean, this is the first of the series that's done digital, so yes. like you can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and you couldn't do that with something shot on film. It just had to take the bleak look that it had. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but it sounds like he did intend for the like his big intention for this was like a silent film, and that that's why we saw those photos colored that way. I think initially because he was looking at maybe a cut that was still colorized, but more mm-hmm. like a black and white. So okay. I think he wants to release a strictly black and white. Silent except for soundtrack cut, and I could not be more thrilled about that. That is amazing. He said apparent, I also read this. He's uh, not just this movie. Most of his movies, he edits them silently. Mm. He doesn't edit them with the sound in them. He wants to make sure everything is communicated visually before he jumps into. Okay, well now what do we do with the Man, sound? Lorenzo's oil must wow. have been a fucking bitch. <laughs> <to edit. Yeah. laughs> just staring at yeah. black and white silent. Uh, what's his name? Nick Nolte, <laughs> as he's just black sad hair. about his kid's yep. degenerative disorder. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, working away in a library. What was that alien movie that came out a couple years ago where uh, the one agent was named Lorenzo Zoyle? Oh my God! <laughs> agent uh, Zoyle. Paul. Oh. Yeah, Paul. Paul. Yes, like, that's Lorenzo right. Yeah, that's yeah. So Jason Bateman's character <laughs> name is Lorenzo Zoyle. That's. Yeah. A, I, I haven't seen so Paul but once, and I funny. loved that. Yeah, movie. I did like it. Yeah. That's so. Fun. I, I gotta watch that again. Sold. Well, uh, there was a few months ago, Comedy Central, and I had to laugh about that one. I'm like, <laughs> that's so good. funny, Lorenzo, Lorenzo Zoyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna think of that when I lay down to go to sleep tonight, and then stay up another hour because I'm like charged up again. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a version.
version of the it's on the DVD only on the two disc DVD of The Mist mm-hmm. uh, that's in black and white. Mm-hmm. Really? And oh, I've and never it's seen it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you never the saw The Mist, or you never it's saw Darabont, right? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, I never saw. Well, it. He wanted it to be like a 1950s monster. Yeah, movie. I know it wasn't what he wanted it to be. Well, they, the they final said product. no, you should release it in color. Yeah, and it ends up taking the the form of sort of a 70s horror movie. Yeah, okay. which is nice. But when okay, you watch that, it in yeah. black and white, it takes on that 50s thing, but. To the effect of what you were saying about mm-hmm. the 3D, mm-hmm. one of the things that I disliked about the about the mist was some of the CGI was a little rubbery mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it looks weird. And the black and white fixes that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, and so I'd be curious to see if the black and white has the same effect. That's what I'm curious on something about Something like the sandstorm yeah. and the the framing of the in in the cab shots with mm-hmm. with the DVD release uh, or blue right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm aging myself. Um, well, um, I'm curious to see. Beta Max. Now, I'm curious to see what deleted scenes if any there are yeah. because I feel like this final product that we saw is perfect there's it's I can't so tight. there's nothing I would cut out yeah. nothing not a frame well, so uh, I wonder what excess there is well I could tell you I'm there's about 480 hours of excess so they <laughs> shot this movie digitally and the the editor had 480 hours of footage to edit because mm. the benefit of shooting digitally for this yeah. so like the original ones were all made on film right yeah. so like film is expensive yeah, yeah. and when you're shooting stunts out in the desert you got to get them right. You got to mm. get your lighting right. The sun's got to be, you know, it's like yeah. they had, it took a while to make those movies. They were the hard. Wind and sand. This, and, yeah. he said, like, they could literally just, if they wanted to, they could just keep driving all afternoon. Well, yeah. Oh, and yeah, they yeah. could just continue resetting while still moving yeah. and shooting the same pieces over and like over. Like a moving again. set. Yeah. Uh, so that they could, and he was like, it just. Guys, we've reached water. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end of the Turn shooting day. It's from this in Nambia, Nambia, right? Uh, yeah. So yeah. that was yeah. the other thing. Part of the delay in this was they were going to shoot it in Australia again. Yeah. They shot all the other ones. Yeah. And then Australia had a particularly wet year. Yeah. And suddenly <laughs> the desert had flowers everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. it did not look like a wasteland anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they shut down production for a year. He convinced the studio to give him a year to let the desert become barren again. And it didn't. And it didn't. Yeah. So they had to, he then had to convince the studio. <laughs> How fucking to give him cynical money. is that? Like, let's wait it out yeah. and see if this place right. becomes shitty again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then we'll make ourselves a movie. It all becomes shitty. Then they had <laughs> Relax. To move the whole production in New Zealand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they had to move Man. the whole production to Africa. But the benefit of that is we got the movie we got because of that. Mm-hmm. That year long delay. That upsets me more now to your effect. They went to Africa, still couldn't get a fucking black guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. And, and Zoe Kravitz is the only black person. She's like yeah. a sex slave. Like, mm-hmm. really? What's that saying? <laughs> Just saying, man. Just saying. Sorry. Yeah. Get it off the box. I hear you, man. But yeah. you know, with, oh, with I all talk- of the hubbub about the, the social aspect of it, that doesn't get brought up. Mm-hmm. And so it's cool for and you it to should, bring it yeah. up. You know? mm-hmm. Just uh, I, I do actually now that we're we're talking about that this switches the gears a little bit, but I do want to talk about the sex slave thing because one of the uh, things that I, I I've seen quite a few reviewers do this in, in trying to have the feminist conversation around this. Uh, a, a, a quite a few reviewers have gone like, well, I kind of think the feminist thing is bullshit anyway because this movie still has a lot of the old school classic male gaze. Yeah. In it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I disagree. Yeah, with that. I, don't, I don't think so. I disagree with that completely, and here's why. I, I think that the only time the movie engages in the male gaze, there is one single time it does it, mm-hmm. and it does it for a purpose, and it's actually to dismantle the male yeah. gaze. The right. only time I think the movie engages in the male gaze is uh, when they w- after the sandstorm, they've crashed, yeah. Yeah. and we have that beautiful shot of, that looks like a sand dude, and we suddenly realize it's actually it's, Max in the sand. Yeah. yeah, And he lifts his head out. It's such a good shot, and, mm-hmm. and and his vision is blurry, right? Oh, I hate and, sand. And that made me feel so <laughs> gross. I was like, oh, it's gonna be in his collar. his toes. I hate the beach. So this really? movie was a nightmare. Oh, man, I, was like, I love oh, it. God damn it! Everybody's got to have sand in their butt crack, <laughs> and they're thirsty. This is not a good world. <laughs> not a good world. 
And the only <laughs> thing they have to drink is milk? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh! Are you lactose intolerant too? No, no, it's just milk in the heat. Ugh. I think Anchorman said it best. Milk was a bad choice. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. Uh, with that. So the you know his vision is blurry, and we get the classic. It's it's the one time it's the classic male gaze. It is five beautiful women dressed in white, nearly see-through clothes, yeah. mm-hmm. bathing each other in water. That yeah. is right. a classic male fantasy. Right, right, right. Immediately, his eyes come into focus. And we are presented with the only possible reality that that male fantasy can actually exist in, which is the reality where one or more of them is pregnant against their own will, yeah. and mm-hmm. they are all in some sort of restraint yeah. that implies physical, mental, and sexual abuse. Yeah, right. And they're right. cutting off the little. I'm the kind of guy I I cannot help myself. Uh, I perpetrate the male gaze very frequently. Oh, yeah. I look at butts. I can't, it's in my mm-hmm. nature. <laughs> I cannot I can't help it. But when when they showed all all of those women standing there, there wasn't an ounce of me that was like, oh, Ooh. fucking hot. Yeah, right. All exactly. I was like, I was just like, they look hungry. <laughs> like yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my first thought, and that's that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's. I think it's a really really beautiful subversion of the of the idea of the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this. I I really do think this movie actually, whether he meant to or not, uh, definitely tackles a, a very uh, uh, tackles feminism in an interesting way that. We have definitely not seen in like big Hollywood. I would say he like definitely meant to. I mean, he hired so, he hired yeah. Eve Ensler mm-hmm. as a, a consultant mm-hmm. specifically in dealing with those characters yep. Yep. and dealing with the concept of sexual slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and he brought her in specifically for yep. that. Well, because a lot of people have complained that the wives are not fully characterized either. And while I'll agree that they are uh, uh, lesser characters than some of the other characters in the movie, they don't they're have not much archetypes screen though. Time. They're actually oh, yeah. characters. Yeah, they, they are characters. And and if we want to call them archetypes the one good thing he does is is uh and i think this is specifically probably what ensler brought to it is he makes them different each one has a specific real yeah. different reaction to being made uh, uh someone's slave. object yeah right? yeah someone's property right uh one of them at some point gets that whole um it's not called cabin fever what's it called um, uh, uh, um stockholm syndrome. stockholm yeah. syndrome and wants to go back yeah um uh one and, but and then later also ends up playing on her own stockholm Earth syndrome back. to be like oh no i'm coming back with you a punch to the face yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, they each have distinct reactions that are very real world reactions yeah. that represent the different facets that mm-hmm. kind of abuse can can uh, bring to someone's life it's mm-hmm. and uh I just I don't think you can write these things off the way some people have been trying to write them off um, in this conversation. I put up on my Facebook, and this is my, this is uh, how I sum up the whole movie. In uh, Django Unchained, there's a shot of blood splattering on cotton crops, mm-hmm. and that to me is the thesis of the whole movie. It says everything. Yeah. Yeah. This movie has a, a shot where it's just spent bullet casings falling on a pregnant belly. Yep. Yeah, it says everything. everything. Pretty brilliant. Anything, yeah, it's that's like. Man, that's uh, the whole movie. The the imagery of him uh, wiping another man's blood off of his face, him per- him yeah. perpetuating death with mother's milk, something, uh, something yeah. that brings cleansing. Life. Yeah, uh, yeah. Wow. let's talk about that. That that's also intense. too is such a badass scene because it still brings that classic like badass man. Oh yeah, because that's when he goes off into the distance. Yeah, like, I'm gonna go take care of some shit. Yeah, yeah. we don't see him. Yeah, we don't see him. And you know it's not his blood. Yeah, tons of you know ammunition. Yeah, got it. I got this. Well, that was when he. That was when he went after it was a farmer. Bill, whatever his name, farmer. The bullet farmers. Bullet farmer. That's what it was. But this right before that, it was him deferring to a woman. Yes. Like so, he was firing, just not getting it done. Yep. Hand the gun over. A Furiosa, a moment. You know, and, and then she, and she uses him. Mm-hmm. Now she uses him physically to 
Yeah. Like, Steady the gun. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Then that she was takes cool. him out. Mm-hmm. And like that was like such a good just you know marriage of all those ideas. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, um, uh, uh, an article on Slash Film, and I, I'm, I'm, now I can't remember which one. I'm sorry. But uh, uh, one of the guys uh, wrote, and I thought this was really beautiful, is the, uh, you know, George Miller, when he was first conceiving of Mad Max, was like, he, he talks about this. He was reading a lot of young at the time, and a lot of these sort of classic philosophical ideas of yeah. what a hero is. And he was sort of using them. He was trying to make the ultimate hero warrior, right, in, mm. in Mad Max. Uh, so, so he thought he had done that. He made three movies with that character. Uh, what this writer posited was the reason he came back 30 years later to do Mad Max Fury Road was because he realized he had made an incomplete hero. Mm-hmm. Without Furiosa, without some sort of feminine counterpart, yeah. and the balance of the masculine and feminine, there is no true hero. Mm-hmm. The true hero is a balance of those things. Yeah. And so Furiosa becomes necessary to this conception of balance. a true hero. I mean, I think that's why Die Hard is so much more effective than the sequels to Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when you take Bonnie Bedelia out of the equation, right. John McClane is... I mean, people always forget in Die Hard 1, he fucking cries. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, this is this is 30 years before he's literally knocking missiles out of the sky with a grimace. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and... Uh, or taking out helicopters with an airborne police car. Exactly. <laughs> you know? In the first one, he was afraid to fly. Fists yeah. with your toes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so that what made that so interesting is that his... He was only a badass by accident, yeah. and the only reason he even felt inclined to go that direction was because of his wife. And the only Bonnie reason those Bedelia. hostages didn't get <laughs> fucked with was because Bonnie Bedelia was a fucking hardcore yeah. badass. Yeah, bitch. she wasn't a damsel in distress. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she yeah. was the one that took control. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, uh, and I do like that this movie never puts those women as, as damsels in distress. Yeah, and I, I don't think they ever really become that. And the wives don't well, either. Yeah, because I think a lot of times um, people uh, like. A lot of writers, when they put somebody in peril, mm-hmm. um, you can be just because you're in peril doesn't mean you're helpless, right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, and that this movie handles that really well. Yeah. But a lot of times, if somebody's in peril, then they always need help and they'll always need it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and not at no point, um, like I felt like all right, like the our, the the I guess the breeders, the mother, mm-hmm. or they, they breed, breed, yeah, they call uh, them breeders, breeders yeah, times, yeah, um, you know. They're physically they're, they're restrained. They have mm-hmm. these belts and it's not there because anybody would be restrained by those. Like anybody, and the biggest guy would not be able to get out of that. And I right, think right. That right. Even I mean, says something there too is yeah. that they felt the need to restrain them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but if they were willing, to, they would they would have their own yeah. uh, identity in that sense of uh, they could to have ownership of what they're doing. You yeah, know? yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I thought that was handled really well. well and um, every one of them, like you said, had a distinct personality. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, in respect to that, another thing that I, I have noticed, I think, is a little bit missing from the conversation of feminism around this movie. I've not seen too many people bring this up. Is one of the other things this movie tackles is that these women are not rewards for Max and Nux yeah. after they save them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The movie never even that's never even an idea. It's never even implied. Never you even know whiff of it. Yeah. No, you know, yeah. the, uh, which is, is so often the case in, mm-hmm. in uh, Hollywood movies anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's the James idea Bond that, syndrome. Without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, or honestly, you could even apply it to things like Avatar and Dance with the Wolves. It's just the idea of like the white man that knows nothing of a situation walks into the middle of it, and at the end not only saves it, is rewarded with the women yeah. of that. And totally uh, adapts uh, to it perfectly. white yeah. messiah thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, there is no savior complex in this for mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I really appreciate that about this. I think that's another strong thing this movie is doing. Actually, the very closing frame is Furiosa, Furiosa getting rising. lifted up. Yeah. And then it's kind of like a 
there's no real exit on Max's character. She looks down at him, and he's just kind of like, peace. Gives her a little nod, and he just disappears in this whole just mess of dirty people. You get the feeling that he might even just leave this area. Probably. I got to go. Well, because he is mad, right? Like, he is. In fact, this. Okay, so if we want to talk about this, I think the conversation of, like, where does this happen in the timeline is ridiculous. It's a little too nerdy for me. Yeah. These movies don't take place in a timeline to me. Max is meant to be a mythological figure that. Yeah. People are just telling stories. Exactly, about. exactly. There is no beginning or end to his story. So theoretically, no... he could have a different face every time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'd be okay with exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but if we wanted to like, if we wanted to have that nerdy conversation, what is very interesting about this movie to me is, whereas the first movie, as you said, Dan, is about uh, him sort of starting as a, a man of justice mm. and becoming mad. This movie starts distinctly with him being very mad. To the yeah. point where he can't even really talk. Mm-hmm. He seems to not even totally know how to speak. I don't think he's had occasion movie. to talk exactly. for a while. I yeah. mean, in in Thunderdome, you could probably clarify. You've seen it more than me. He's got what two, three lines? Yeah, you know, definitely he not sets a up at the beginning. Someone role. owes me something, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, just kind of walks away from the explosion while right. everyone talks about him. Yeah, you there know? you go. And, and this movie becomes the journey of him not overcoming his madness, but getting more in touch with his humanity for yeah, sure, like a reclamation of yeah. his. Of yeah. Absolutely. A redemption for him. This story yeah, sure. is very much a, a story of redemption, I think, as much as it is a story of Well, it's a mirror of, of his original descent. And yeah, exactly. I think my my favorite moment in the whole movie, and I, I don't know if this applies to what we're saying, but I, I want to say it. Uh, yeah. And it's the moment where I think there's there's an implicit trust amongst him and the breeders. And it's when the 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 pregnant one gets taken out, and she gets run over by yeah, the one car. dude, so brutal. And brutal. everybody's like, we got to go back. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, no. And like we gotta go back, and he's like, "No, she went under the wheels." And then Furiosa's just like, "All right, let's keep going." Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that is a moment that five minutes prior yeah. could not have happened. Right. Yeah, but somehow in that action sequence, that was earned and that was developed. Yeah, and and even when she says we'll keep going, there's still a resistance from the other. You know, everybody mm. has a different thing, but it wasn't until they reached a point that was like, "Hey." We're going to have to trust each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we cannot be villains to one another mm-hmm. because had they gone back. It might not have worked out as right. well, you right. know. Yeah. Right. Um, and when they do also had they gone go back, back, they may have been able to save her. You know, yes, it's, right. it, we don't know, but it it turns out, at least as I see it, the greater good was to go with their agreement. Yes, you know, as opposed to bicker about what to do. Same thing in the end when they do finally decide to turn around and go back. It's because the two of them have a conversation and together decide mm-hmm. that that is the best course mm-hmm. of action. That yeah. is the most sensible thing. Had Max not been there, this is where I think the movie, you know, uh, is is one big example of where the movie is not trying to just be like, fuck men. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it I don't was, think it's ever doing that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I think this is one point. of the big distinct examples of it is if it weren't for Max being with them, they would have taken off across the salts to probably nothing and just death. Yeah, what they say, hun- they or, maybe or, or maybe to something. Or maybe to something. You know? Yeah, but but I think they said was 160 days across or right. something yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, do they know that? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like like uh, somebody exactly. told them that because yeah. she didn't know she was even past the, the, the green, green place. Right. I mean, they were they were what, yeah. a day a day past that. What did you guys think about the dudes on the stilts? Oh, best. Oh, the what best. the shit was <laughs> that all about? No, okay. Again, lots of story. If they're out in, the, what did they say? They said it was poisoned, right? Yeah. They said yeah. the green place had become poisoned. The yeah. soil could no longer grow anything The there. ground was uh, sour. R- sour, yeah. yes. And so if these are people that have decided, well, fuck it, we're not we're leaving staying, our green yeah. place. We're staying, and it's now this swampy, poisonous land. I buy it. That's how you got to live out there, yeah. man. You got to get up on the stilts. this out there. If you know you what? I hate s- sand in my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> stilts. <laughs> hate it. Saw 
the um the documentary about the making of the Dark Crystal. No, the no, Windwalkers no, in that movie were dudes on stilts in the very same manner that they were in, <laughs> in Fury Road. Yeah. And so as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh my god, Dark Crystal. <laughs> that shit is amazing. It's this weird synergy. I was like, dude, everything is happening right now. This is the greatest <laughs> moment of my life. And to tell you the truth, if there was a cast of like kind of Muppet sort of things in Mad Max, it would feel at home. It would oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. feel in a, in a place yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, totally. even you can, I mean, obviously it was a real person, but the guy with the telescope. The little major guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he there was uh, a puppet-ish element to him. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, obviously, he was a real person, mm-hmm. so maybe that's a little and sensitive. He, he, but but uh, there was an element of that where he's just he, he could have been a puppet. He really yeah. could have. Dude, when that guy came on the screen, I was like, "This is very Yodorowsky." Like all of a sudden, we went somewhere uh-huh. real weird yeah, with that yeah. guy. I was like, oh, "Well, man. and it's but also, also Master Blaster, exactly, exactly, exactly." Which is another thing Miller loves to do with these movies that I love is you know Morton Joe is played by the same actor that played Toe Cutter in the first one. Yeah. In the same. I don't think that was Master Blaster. I would be willing to bet that Master Blaster is probably deceased. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply the, the same uh, actor. Same actor. Okay. I, I, the I, I meant the element. Yeah, the yeah, element yeah. of the this element little of, man. Yeah. yeah. It's very similar to the element of Master Blaster in that movie. We have the the crank little box again, which we also had in Road yeah. Warrior, but mm-hmm. it plays yeah. a different tune in this. Yeah. He yeah. has these sort of just little pieces of this Mad these Max little callbacks. Yeah. That uh, just sort of exist and cross throughout these movies. Well, I like that in Fury Road, he has all these flashbacks to some young girl from right. his life that gets run over by cars. Yeah. yeah. That's not from any of the other movies. No, because he had a son, I think. He right? had a son yeah. that was run over by motorcycles yeah. as yeah. a baby. Yeah. Dude, the jacket, life. the Mad Max jacket missing the sleeve. Mm-hmm. That shit is awesome. As oh, soon as yeah. he put <laughs> these, like, you have my jacket, and he took that and put that shit back on, I was like, fuck yeah, bro. That yeah. shit is awesome. I loved all the jokes about his car. He yeah. kept, he kept like coming like, yeah, back in mine. contact with his car and be like, "It's mine." Like, yeah. it's, it's my and that's how you car. call back a joke. Yeah, Just yeah. do it oh, once yeah. or twice, two, three, and it's fine. You know? yeah. Me and um, Eva had discussed that there was a bad callback in Pitch Perfect too. How that there's one weirdo joke in there that keeps on getting called back like six or seven times. And you're like, dude, you can't. You can't I'm trying to remember what it was. It was the one where the 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 one lady who's like Mexican. Oh, she kept making. She kept on making jokes about how like, yeah, well, in my country they bound our feet and. Yeah, blah, yeah, blah, they kept. Bring oh, it they, kept on, they did like six or seven callbacks in that movie, and in this movie, the callbacks Literally don't feel that way. No, yeah. no, like no. they feel so seamless and mm-hmm. so part of it. That yeah, you're just as like, part of his character, not somebody who. Oh, it's my turn to say a line. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this movie actually had a pretty good sense of humor, and that was mostly led by Tom Hardy's performance. Mm-hmm. He I has think his face great... did so many punchlines. Yeah, he has this he's great really good at making like a comically uh, yeah. Yeah. exasperated is the word. Yeah, I love Tom Hardy. He's really good. He was great. He's so awesome. Have you ever seen Locke? Yeah, Locke. That I haven't. No, Locke. It's just him. Just for two hours Did talking you th- on a phone and yeah I've heard about it but I, yeah. it's so good. so entertaining yeah, dude, I, I want to say it's very hard movie. to write a movie in one take place in one place like yeah. Old oh, Angry yeah. Men or, or you know, it's very hard uh, to do that Lifeboat Lifeboat, yeah. um, um, but you actually argue, buried. yeah, which well, made me respect Ryan Reynolds. Which yeah, he was, was getting really that. hard to do. They did have to throw a snake at him to shake it up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. Still, I'll take it. But yeah, it was if, a cool snake. If you think about this <laughs> movie, cool actually, snake. it takes place in one place. Really, literally, this. I, takes I was place. actually just going to say that yeah. uh, this uh, entire if, thing. If you wanted to, you could say that place. this also is a pretty just singular location. Literally, a road. What about the fact that like all the effects, or like eighty percent of the effects were practical? Oh, insane! That shit is crazy. Stunts are insane. Again. 
we would not have got this movie the way we got it without that delay because of the fucking rains they got. Mm. The pole cats, yeah. the guys Fuck. on those huge poles. They did that shit for they real. They did that. Holy and shit. When they yeah. designed it, Miller was like, oh, we're going to murder people. We can't yeah. do this. Miller was like, we, there's no way we can do it. Just those cars yeah. and then do ev- do the rest of the chase as like inserts. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but because they got this extra year out of the rains, the stunt guys just kept working and working yeah, and working. Figuring it out. He said he got an email one day that was just a video of like eight of them all driving That's at the so same amazing. time pole catting and, and just the shit. stunt guy with a big thumb in the air like get <laughs> it I love that sequence when, so good uh, and, and it's actually played for a lot of humor where Max is trying like fuck to get back inside yeah. the main car yeah, the yeah. and then one of the pole cats plucks him out yep. yeah. and it's just like oh so they <laughs> so fly bad. back and forth a couple times he murders the guy yeah. and then even when he comes right back to land in the car something else derails yeah. him yeah. get me to that fucking <laughs> car it's, uh, it's so almost good. a callback to the scene in the beginning when he when he when he first well, gets taken captive the blood bag and he's on the front of the car no no even before that before he's even hooked up to the, to be a blood bag um, when he, um, they're, they're branding him or they're, uh-huh. they're um, yeah, about to brand him. Mm-hmm. He escapes, he fights the war boys, whatever. Mm-hmm. He jumps out of a hole into. And he gets on the hook. And then he keeps coming back and yeah, then yeah, they yeah, just pull yeah. him oh, back. Yeah. It's like, fuck. Well, that's to me. So and good. I've been going through, our, our next movie, Movie Live, is about Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Yes! I just, I just watched the series. <laughs> and that's something that is very distinctly Indiana Jones. And Harrison Ford nails it. And I think Tom Hardy has the same effect mm-hmm. where they play the humor of, you know, he's just trying to get something done, and then a dude gets in his way, and he's like, I gotta dispatch yeah, this yeah. guy. <laughs> Shit, now I'm on fire. Well, you know, it's such like, a relatable yeah. frustration. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody's had, I mean, might not be, you know, relatable I mean, in that you in fight that, war boys all the time. Yeah, you know, but, that, but there's, that is yeah, exactly. Itself, yeah. Everybody like, has had that do this. today. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> had that situation today. Like, you know what I mean? And to see him do that face that called back Indiana Jones to me, where, because that's one thing that, I mean, I don't think Harrison Ford is some tremendous actor, but goddammit, he's charismatic. Oh, yeah. And yeah. those sequences are always the best where, that you know, like, I'm about to get up, the big guy's grabbing my leg, and now we're getting dragged towards yeah. a rock crusher. Yeah. So now he's like when he shoots first. the guy with the scimitar and exactly. like turns around. Yeah, it's like, dude. Yeah. And, and I, I would have expected, you know, if, if that guy plucked Tom Hardy out of there and he did like a, ugh, and just blow, you know, that would have been, the, it would have fit in the exact same tone. It's mm-hmm. that style of humor yeah, that, yeah. that I, I find so fun so brilliant so I just brilliant. I thought this was fantastic like I really thought this was a fucking phenomenal movie I haven't seen yeah. it's a movie my favorite like 2015 yeah. so far I'll throw that out there I haven't seen a movie like this on the big screen and I can't think of how long not Inception. since Guardians of the Galaxy for me see yeah. I, that was I go probably... back to Inception and even that is like I go back to that because I love the hallway sequence mm-hmm. but that's the one sequence in that movie that I think stands up to this two hour movie you know what yeah. I mean well I think at the end of the day a movie like uh, Fury Road kind of makes you feel like a kid like Guardians like mm-hmm. that scene in Inception it's like oh, it just yeah. you have that like that sense of discovery almost There's moments it's like, of wonder. Yeah, exactly, and mm-hmm. that's ultimately that's why you go to a movie. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, another thing that kind of occurred to me with this was um, like um, you know, you can make a smart, well thought out, layered action, action movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, but then um, it, you know, then there's argument like. W- w- I would have loved this as a child if I saw it. Like, I, I was allowed so to see too. R-rated when I was a kid. Yeah. It, uh, my parents didn't care if I saw it. Honestly, short so. of the violence, I don't think that there's much here mm-hmm. that I would feel uncomfortable showing the right kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel you like know. there's no reason why a blockbuster, uh, and I'm not even putting this as a blockbuster yet because I don't know what the money situation is going to be. Right. Okay? Um, but this was obviously not It's intended not as such. Well, yeah, but, uh, but there's no merch, really. There's no toys or anything. But I feel like... I would like, totally wear a Mad Max t-shirt. Go on. <laughs> I would, but I, I feel like um, if I was a kid, I you would didn't totally get those buy belts that they're selling for, for the kids. <laughs> He's wearing it right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, right. Um, but no, I feel like um, if I was a kid, I would want 
every vehicle has a toy. Oh, totally. You know what I mean, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, mean, I had Terminator both. figures as a kid. Yeah, I had the Robocop. You know, if this came out in nineties, there yeah. would definitely be those those. Yeah, I feel like um. So I feel like you can have a really smart movie with elements of the business side. I feel like shit. if you if so you it can be done. It's just if you took all the intelligent parts out of this movie, you would have the end of Fast and Furious Six. Mm-hmm. The, uh, mm-hmm. the the plane. The, yeah, the plane on the never ending yeah. runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The longest yeah. runway in the world ever. <laughs> That's exactly what this would be if it was dumb. Yeah, I want to see uh, a, like Which a Fast I also and love Furious Fast Six Point Five. <laughs> Where someone has to shovel Giselle off of the runway, and they're like, "Uh, ah, damn it!" Spoiler alert: she gets fucked up. In that. Oh, yeah, fuck up. Like, uh, Wonder Woman, she is not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Only one Asian that moved person in that movie too. Just saying, and well, he gets the fucking killed too. Yeah, he does. You know, though, Just you got saying, a champion. Uh, the Furious movies have definitely always been pretty good about diversity. I mean, through and through. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not a fan of the franchise. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> Clearly, I love that shit. I mean, when you look at that poster and you go across the board, you know it's it's not just a whole bunch of white dudes. It's men, no. it's women. There's black guys. There's an Asian guy. Yeah. There's a Hispanic. There's woman not eight Paul Walkers. Who I'm going to suggest, even though she's not in the movie, is is a lesbian. There's you know there's <laughs> everything there. There's a dead man. There, there's everything. The Rock. We don't even know what The Rock is, but he's there. He's the movie shot of Viagra. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Basically. Man. Okay. So. Fair enough. <laughs> I think uh, if I if I compare the the scope of of uh, Fury Road to something like the general in terms of mm-hmm. like what the concept is, mm-hmm. in in terms of telling a story with action, I, I think it actually happened more recently than we're giving credit for it. It is the raid mm-hmm. that first yeah. movie, raid the two. raid, um, and yeah, the raid two really goes big with the mob yeah. plot. But even the original. There's a story there. Like oh, yeah. I actually do care about uh, Ike Uwais's character yeah. in in terms of you know who he is and what he's trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. as well as uh, I can't remember the the captain's name. Oh, yeah, Either way, there's a story there. They add the family element, but there's about three seconds of breathing room right. in that yeah. movie. Yeah, and that movie's so good. At no point do I feel numbed by it or dulled or to the point where I'm like, all right, can yeah, can, is it over yet? Yeah. Mm. If anything, I'm like. Can we add like three more stories to this <laughs> yeah, building? Yeah, so we yeah. do, it? and that's how I felt about Fury Road. There was no point where I was just like, "All right, can we just fucking get right. to it?" Yeah. If that was another hour long, you know, it probably wouldn't have been better. But I don't think I would have had any issues where I just felt like desensitized. To yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, even at the end, after I've seen people throwing fire spears, and uh, I mean, a, a baby is cut out of a dead woman's body, <laughs> and they laugh. Right, it is. Hi, brother. Yeah. You know? yeah. it's like, and dude. it's at that point you would think that you would just be like, Jesus, I. I've seen it all, but even up to the very last moment, every punch connects. And oh, I yeah. go, oh fuck! They're ah! yeah. <laughs> and that's so cool. It's so that's thrilling. a movie. I mean, I that's Raiders of the Lost Ark shit, right yeah, there. I, I yeah, I agree. I can't recommend that people pay to see this movie in the theater enough. Not just because mm-hmm. you see it on a big screen; it is a beautiful widescreen, yeah. colorful movie. Uh, but because we should be, be encouraging big. Hollywood. To make more fucking movies yeah. like this, yeah, and not to succumb to VOD and yeah, all that no. stuff. They spent 150 million dollars making this movie, yeah. and you see every one of those fucking dollars on the screen. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, big practical stunts, which make me feel the weight of you know, every that's half single the budget moment. of a million inferior movies. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it. Yeah, you see where it goes. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. It's again I, no waste. There's yeah. no waste. It's people should really pay to see this if for no other reason than. To encourage Hollywood to take make bigger, bolder choices like this. Yeah. And guess what? This isn't here's the thing. I was about to say like big bold original choices like this. This isn't original. No. This does this still fits Hollywood's new mold yeah. of um, it's gotta be part of a franchise. It's gotta yeah. be an intellectual yeah. property that already is gonna sell tickets. Mm-hmm. This fits that, 
but is still so bold and original mm-hmm. within Hollywood's new concept of nothing should be original anymore. Exactly. And at I mean, the same time, it's distinctly a Mad Max movie. Yes. It is distinctly of the era that Absolutely. it's from. So you compare it to like Avengers 2. You guys saw Avengers we 2 did. already. And this movie is so much better. Oh, than that. Well, absolutely! Uh, like so leaps and bounds above yeah. that. Movie. And I mean, oh, I, 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 I love the Avengers. I love the Avengers too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but if you were to if you were to compare the two, which one would you rather see again? Oh my oh, god! This one's oh, I would I've already seen Fury Road again. I'm saying, man. I mean, like they're these big blockbuster movies that like really dig in, that really fucking that don't just count on like your kid wanting to see it they right. just don't count on like oh we're gonna sell a hulkbuster toy right you know what i mean like that's so awesome that's something that that is it's pure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in its in its most dis- in its most distilled form it is honest and pure mm-hmm. and that's what makes this movie better than avengers 2 that's what makes this movie better than like a bunch of other sequel movies or remake movies you know what i mean like the, i mean if we want to talk really quick about the rest of the summer i am excited for it we're getting another jurassic park we're getting oh, another yeah. terminator we're getting more in these franchises that i do love before we get away from avengers 2 i for, it was someone on letterbox said this about mad max and i think it's a bit of a harsh criticism for movies like the avengers and the marvel universe mm-hmm. because i unabashedly love them of yeah. course and i i am stunned when i see them like this is at, my childhood I'm at, yeah. have they been reading my diary? Like, what's yeah. going on? Well, the people uh, writing them are the people our age. Uh, they, they yeah. You keep a diary? Yeah, they grew up with the same thought. But they, <laughs> they accused each and every one of those movies, and, and I, although I think it's harsh, it's not wholly inaccurate, we're at the point where every new Marvel movie is is essentially just a commercial for the next one. Yes. Mm-hmm. you know, And, and that's great. It, it is the world that they're mm-hmm. building. It is what we want. But... You know, you could give me another Mad Max movie. You could give me no more. This has absolutely no ties to anywhere nope. else where it's saying, are, are you sold now? Do you want more? Yeah. It's just, yeah. here it is. Please, mm-hmm. take it. You know, that's be my awesome. friend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, I and think that's, that's, what really makes, that's what makes Guardians good, because I feel like Guardians isn't one of those right. songs. Oh, yeah. It stands yeah. on its own. Yeah. 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 It has a dick joke in it. Guardians it of the Galaxy has an amazing dick yeah, joke in it. A really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, so it has a, a cum joke in yeah. it. Yeah. A disgusting cum joke. What? Dude. And it's great. But, <laughs> I don't know. Just saying, this movie and that movie, those are two of my favorite movies of the past 10 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Hands down. And yeah. This is definitely on my top like 10 list. You know. Oh, without a but doubt. But you already know it. And it's, we're, I, we're, yeah, yeah. Well, I believe we're, we're getting May. to the point where yeah. our next episode, I think, is probably going to be our, our halfway through the year yeah, top where list. Are okay. we with, with and spoiler the alert, I think we're on the same page as we are. And spoiler <laughs> alert, you know what else I think is still going to come up there pretty high for me? It's Furious 7. Oh, dude, it's, fuck yeah. It's going to be pretty high on my list. <laughs> I, I haven't think. cried like that I know. For, <laughs> for any reason. I had a more emotional reaction to that than I have uh, like some deaths in my family. Wait, 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 wait. The Paul Walker CG. Yeah. bit at the end uh, yeah it's no yeah shit dude that was the scariest white guy i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> it was so that's weird because was it was, like, it was oh, cgi no. white it yeah, wasn't even so flesh and blood white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but put wow. yourself for just that's a the second. whitest of the white <laughs> yeah. for just that's a whiter than the war boys <laughs> <laughs> and they're painted white yeah. but just, yeah, dude, literally but for yeah. just a second put yourself in vin diesel's shoes yeah. you just oh, lost your best friend of the last decade that is and a you hard get man. to say goodbye to him face to face in a cool car. Oh my god, where am I? Who are you? I loved my grandmother, loved her. Yeah. And when she died, it it destroyed me. But I didn't cry a tear because in my head I was like, well, you know, 89's a great run. Yeah. And we had a good time. 
when Paul Walker died, I was like, it's not fucking fair, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I don't even like him that much. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't explain. I just that movie made me want to be a better man. I can't explain it to you. I just I want to be worthy of that kind of oh, yeah. celebration of my own <laughs> yeah. life. Wow. That's what I want, dude. Oh yeah, we just took a turn. <laughs> Everybody wants Vin Diesel to mourn him. Well, then I'll, I'll pose this question. Would it be good or bad? I'll already tell you. I, I think it would be bad, although I wouldn't fight against it. If Mad Max Fury Road 2 or whatever had The Rock. I oh, would I would love All it. about it. <laughs> Person of color in a movie. Count it. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm now, claiming it. Now, do you feel he would be better cast as uh, somebody like like, like a Furiosa where they're kind of like their own character trying to get a break away from this system mm. or, or, or as like... And Morton Joe's son, he was like huge. I feel like we'd whatever. have to put him in a mask. Uh, or yeah, something. I think he'd oh, have yeah, to be yeah. like. If he was like, "Hey, I'm charismatic rock." Exactly. Smell. I'd be like, "All right, I don't know." Yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, right. that's how we inject him into series now. But if it was just like, "Oh shit, that's the rock." Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you where he that. would be best served in a Mad Max series. If I he think. plays a car. Master Blaster's son. He got laid once. And a child was born. Tina Turner hooked up. Made the rock. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know if you guys do this, but the the big guy who says like I had a baby brother and yeah. he was yeah. perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that guy's name is something Erectus. That's what that character. Yeah, is. I forget what it is. It's something Erectus. That's the character the Rock should play in one of these. Yeah, that movies. type of oh, like yeah, just yeah, yeah. a side villain, yeah. right? Like not even the main villain. Mm-hmm. Like he's just along for the ride and mm-hmm. because Cutting he's babies charismatic out. Rock. Yeah. The five minutes of screen time we get of him being extremely dangerous to Max would be oh, thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could cross it over. He shows up and it's like, oh shit, the Scorpion King's here. Yeah. That fits. <laughs> and then boom, he's yeah. that's when those with in horrible place. CG. Yeah. Max hits a time rift. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fight the Scorpion King. Brendan Fraser just gets fucking killed. He's like, hey guys, and then, and then like, Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal surfs in on his Sands of Time. Oh, Prince of Persia. I'm totally into that. You saw that piece of shit? Nope. Oh, nope. I played the video game. It was good. <laughs> Speaking oh, of video games, there is a Mad Max video game coming out in September. Oh. It's it's like modeled on this, mm-hmm. uh, and you can build your own car, design Whoa. it. Whoa. I, 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 oh, I, I'm dead like serious. Twisted metal, I'll be so happy. Because I tweeted, I'm like, oh, I would watch the fuck. It was like a half hour in, left in the movie. I tweeted, I'm like, oh, I would watch the fuck out of. I would play the fuck out of a Mad Max video game. Yeah. And, and I somebody tweeted me. I don't even think they follow me, but they tweeted me. They're like, here you go. It was a link to the thing. I'm like, dare I click this link? Fuck it. So I did. And it was like a six-minute promo. It comes uh, out September 15th or something. Uh, and so I am like, totally buying it. So I'm going to have to buy a PlayStation yeah. 4. <laughs> I'm setting aside like two vacation days <laughs> to play that. I, I start my week-long vacation tomorrow. And since seeing Mad Max twice this week, I am bringing my PS3 and Fallout 3 with me. And that is all I will hey, be doing. That's all you're do. wow. yeah. And you're driving to the vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really fast. We brought up Jake Gyllenhaal. I want to throw this out there. This is separate. This is something that happened to me today and I wrote it down because it, it affected me so heavily. <laughs> I have I'll walk it out again. We're all movie nerds. <laughs> and uh, like this is this is the, the setup example. I had a coworker who challenged my like do I be a human or do I be a movie nerd? And I have this coworker who was so pumped, so excited when he found out that James Cameron was gonna write and direct the new Terminator. And I didn't have it in me to tell him that that it couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. <laughs> so I just let him believe it. And like it, it killed me on the inside. Do you mean the Genesis, the that one that's yeah, coming out? It. Like, and he okay. has nothing to do with it. Okay. I think he even like went on record as being like, I don't want anything to do with this yeah. shit. You know? <laughs> but I couldn't break his heart. And I was like, if that makes it better for you, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it, this, this tested me harder. Uh, in the same breath, my coworker said today that he always confuses Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal. 
which I don't know how hurts, you do that hurts in the first me. place. What? Yeah. But he can always figure out which one is which by reminding himself that Gyllenhaal is the one in the piece around the pines, <laughs> which is wrong for so many reasons yeah. because he's not in that he's movie. Not. Nor yeah. is that even the title of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's and place then beyond he went, where do you work? I, I work at a law office, so <laughs> it's like, you know, th- not everybody's... And then he said he remembers Ryan Gosling because he's the one in Remember the Titans, which is an all-time great film. He and was. He was the guy from uh, California. I, no, I think no, he was no. The, he was the one that may or may not be gay, but wouldn't say it. That's right. Was he kind of a country sort yeah, of? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't the other one with the long blonde hair. I was hate that movie. And uh, so it was whatever. It was forgettable. I love Incredible. the Gaz, though. It, uh, I Gugu Gosling. He's the best. Dude, what about what do you guys think about Southpaw 2 with Joan Hall? Just oh, on the Joan Hall time. I love Gaz Downs. That? that shit looks I'm fucking a awesome. That looks pretty good. And it looks so good. Sports movies generally don't like really do it for me. So that was like one where I was like, yeah, I guess that looks fine. I don't know. Dude, left power, man. Yeah. That's that's my minority that I am proud of. I am a lefty. Lefties unite. If we're all going to spend a minute here getting excited about Jake Gyllenhaal, we should just let the audience know that Nightcrawler is going to be on Netflix, I think, next month. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it is. And watch it twice. It's so good. That was my top movie of last year when I made my list. That was the one. My top 10. Much higher on my list after we recorded our episode. That was a movie that with more thought and more yeah. time like really really grew on me you know what hurts me when we do our list this year it sucks because i jumped the gun and put a festival movie on it ah. and like it follows would probably top great. my list this year yep. but I, I i put it on my list last year yep. so i can't use it yep. can't. Uh, yeah i, I just saw that about a month ago they're working on a possible sequel uh, um yeah. where they Depends try to retrace back to the first person all right. Uh, same people idea, was a, uh, was it, I'm not name? into that though. But yeah. that's you know, but same character, like same. That was a great self-contained. Yeah, yeah, it stands on its own. Yeah. It's like I feel like that's like, like giving Michael Myers a background, which uh, is yeah. just the worst. It, With Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. I but, hated that. Uh, to be fair, uh, I own both of them. Somebody gave them to me. I refuse. I just I can't bring myself to watch it because the first one's probably my favorite movie. I can't say I have a favorite movie, but it's probably my favorite. It's the first beautiful. one. It's perfect. So I can't. I have a hard time like. I'm like, oh, I already have that bad taste in my mouth that they remade it and they 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 did a stupid. This cliche backstory, and I'm just like, well, if I got two hours, I'm just gonna watch something I want to see. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I, well, I'm not that. obligated to see these. I was the told whole point that the, was that he had no background. The, oh. the, the, the the Blu-rays of those Mike of those uh, Halloween remakes are far more entertaining in the the making of the Rob Zombie really? video journal of making oh, the movie. Yeah, well, that I would watch. Told. That I would watch. Actually, so, the video journal for Devil's Rejects was awesome. So, so that's, that's what, any indication. Because yeah. see, I I hate Rob Zombie movies. Mm. I don't know about you guys, but I I've only seen the Devil's Rejects, and I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, but um, one of my f- um, one of the first episodes of Cinepunks, we spoke with uh, Jay Shevchuk, who uh, used to sing for Kid Dynamite. Since oh yeah, mm-hmm. and he talked about how um, he's like a big he he loves production movies. Like he loves like. The steps that people take to make movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and he says that his favorite DVDs or his favorite Blu-rays are those Rob Zombie movies, but he's never watched the movies that are on them. He's only watched <laughs> the production shouldn't. journal stuff <laughs> yeah. on there. That's so. cool. I've never seen. That's just what I heard. Yeah. So Rob Zombie's doing Broad Street Bullies. It's about yeah. the Flyers in oh, the seventies. Cool. So uh, I, I don't know. That. Yeah, I, I would well, watch it because one I'm... is next, right? His next movie is that I think thirty-one so. movie, I think. which I think I he's don't. an interesting filmmaker. I just the really the only movie I liked of his was Devil's Rejects. And even mm-hmm. that, I wonder if I revisit it as someone who's not seventeen, if it'll if it'll still. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I, I but I, I also don't feel the interest to do so. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I yeah. saw House of a Thousand Corpses, and I saw some of Double Rejects. Actually, that's like, where you guys didn't see that. Which is the same. Worth revisiting no, just that? because you get to see young fat Chris Hardwick <laughs> and, and oh, young yeah. young. Oh, yeah. oh you're Rain right. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's Rainwell's Chris Hardwick of the stars. Didn't even. <laughs> didn't even. 
Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, that the 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 Salem one was a piece of shit too. It, it's like oh, Lords of Salem. Good lord, what a horrific turd that movie was, man. <laughs> yeah. I see Fuck. It. yeah, well, it's him just like you know, again, like going back to like the weirdo Yodorowsky style, mm-hmm. which is just like I get it, but I also would rather watch a Yodorowsky. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know Do what I mean? Like, it. come on, man. Like, um, I guess I'm entering a period now, like just being the, you know, I'm thirty, I'm gonna be thirty four soon. I feel like um, if I if if I have a choice between like uh, a movie that everybody's telling me is really good, like that, and a movie that like something like uh, another, the next Rob Zombie movie, which I I could take or leave as movies, that's, they're fine, whatever I got. But um, I'm because like I just I was like, getting older, time becomes more of a valuable thing. Absolutely, I'm like I want to see a movie like the I was, I was going to watch The Hunt the other day with Matt Mickelson. Oh, Didn't watch it movie. yet, but it's like I'm locked and loaded. I'm about I want to watch it soon. So I'm like I've heard several people tell me that's a very good movie. So if I have two hours, I'm gonna watch something like that that I'm probably gonna like, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that like, eh, like 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 a Rob Zombie movie or something. Yeah, I, absolutely. I just find myself becoming less. I can't and less wait for you to watch the hunt. because yeah, I really I need someone to talk about that. With. I love that was such a good uh, movie. Citrone art or Nicholson. Have you seen it? Flame of Citrone. It's Tom uh, Thomas Vinterberg. He was the co-founder of Dogma '95 with yeah. um, uh, Lars von Trier. Von Trier. There's a few of them. Although there. his newest movie, Far from the Madding Crowd, I got dispatched to review that. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't like that, yeah. I saw. Uh, you know what it was? It was a giant serial novel mm-hmm. from the 1800s mm-hmm. being Fuck crammed that, into dude. a two-hour movie. So the whole thing, I'm just like, oh, that, that's happening now. <laughs> oh, six months have passed? <laughs> okay, fine. No. You know, and it was just, it didn't work. Yeah. But, uh, and I like that Carrie Ann Mulligan or whatever her beautiful. name is. Oh, she, and she was great in it. Yeah. Yeah. And her character was dog shit. Dog shit, ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Vinterberg did the hunt. And that shit. is like <laughs> primo <laughs> stuff. Primo stuff. Right, right, right. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> that was a movie that, like, every 20 minutes, I was just sitting there watching it, like, you don't fuck. <laughs> and it just kept happening. Yeah. It was wild. And it never let up. But, but do, are you guys kind of in the same place in terms of, like, I, I don't, if I know a movie's probably going to be really bad, unless it's like, like, Roar, I want to see, even yeah, though yeah, I probably yeah. don't think, won't think it's good. But, yeah. I mean, but that's like, a, there's a certain thing to that I want to see, like, because, because. It's crazy, you know. Mm. But in general, if I know a movie's probably going to be shit, like I mean, I've liked movies that I thought were going to be shit, and I end up liking. Absolutely, them, but it doesn't happen often, you know. Um, I do feel selective. Like I have a list of what I I've want to see, way more and selective. I'd rather work on that than, yeah. than something. Yeah, exactly. Else, you know? That's yeah. what I feel like. I, um, I before I would go like recently, even five years ago, I'd see a movie pretty much every ten days. I go to the theater and yeah. see something, and I'm paying for it. It's not like I didn't. It was a reviewing. Mm. So I didn't get you know, free. Now like, I'm like, ah, there's not that many movies I really ha- want to see. I could just go and watch, again, The Hunt or something well, like that. Everything's so, so available. Yeah, exactly. Like, that. Yeah. I might yeah. just catch it. You yeah, know, yeah like, exactly. I mean, you, in, in, in a way, you can almost become a slave to indecision because like, there's so many things to see. You know, you don't know where to start. But like, I definitely feel like at least in one way, like, if you're, like you're trying to clean out a cl- cluttered room, you just pick a point and just start doing, you know, cleaning yeah, out. Yeah. I kind of feel like with movies, that's how I'm getting. Like, um, like uh, I will just see anything now. It's like I value that two hours. Like mm-hmm. I could sleep because I work a lot or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? like, or you know, like I just feel like uh, I'm getting there, and I, it's a it's a weird. And I don't know. How, I don't know if I'm wearing it well, but I'm trying to. You know, I hear you, man. You know, it's just I'm like, eh, time has become yeah. much more of a commodity yes. as I get older. Yes, it really mm. is. I'm like, fuck. are there any cues of a movie that you will not watch? Is there uh, anything that if you know it's in the movie, you're gonna like fuck that, not doing it at all? Um, like for me, and this is this is well tried um, territory for me because um, I refuse to watch rape revenge movies or movies mm. with rape elements because mm-hmm. I can't. I hate Gaspar Noé. I hate I hate all that shit. Like I spit in your grave, all that shit, and that's why I will never attend an X Fest. Even though I love the Exhumed dudes, mm-hmm. those guys are like awesome, and they love they yeah. they, they love good movies. 
I just can't do it. Like Liam loves that shit. Well, not mm-hmm. loves like raping movies, yeah. but like yeah. he'll go to X Fest and sit there for twelve hours and mm-hmm. watch a bunch mm-hmm. of those movies. I've been to a few. I, I, can't I love do the X Fest. But I hear it. though. I mean, I mean, I, I, that that doesn't bug me, and it's not like a turnoff to me. But it's mm-hmm. it's uh, I get it. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you actually. We've had this conversation about From Dust Till Dawn is a movie I really like. I think it's like a really exceptional, yeah. exciting, fun movie. Mm. But that rape sequence in the beginning is it's a rough so, style, man. Yeah, so hard for me to get through. It's it's uh, brutal, man. It's yeah. really it can brutal. put a bad taste in your mouth right off the bat. Yeah, right, yeah. And for a lot that's of really that's risky too. too. Same thing yeah. with like, but and you can feel where Tarantino did that movie, and then where. I think Tarantino oh, yeah. wrote, I think, the majority of the beginning mm. before he gets to the bar, I think. I, I could be wrong. Script, I think, I think it's a Tarantino movies. script directed by... Uh, yeah, but by like, I, it definitely had a more of a Tarantino flavor before, oh, uh, before the, the vampire yeah. show. It kind yeah. of felt like a mix of... Yeah. Absolutely. Tarantino but after that. Do you have any cues like that that you'll be like, um, fuck that? I'm, I'm not big on torture porn. Like, uh, Hostel, yeah. don't care. Don't care. fuck that shit. I can't Because, A, I just feel it's lazy in a way. You know, it's hard to... I don't even say hard because I've never tried it, but I... Like, no, I'm saying to write, <laughs> to write that, sh- to yeah, write yeah. that. But like, I feel like, um, well, that actually came out of. I'm actually working. I was working on a piece that I'm writing about it today. It'll be on Citadelphia on, on Monday, I believe. <laughs> and it's about the post 9/11 cynicism that came and infected all of our movies. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest effects was with horror. Mm-hmm. Um, torture porn came out of that, where yeah. it became. I don't want to be scared. I want to see how much I can fucking take. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a big jump that happened to the point where if a movie, a horror movie had a happy ending, mm-hmm. people were like, ugh. Yeah. You know, like we wanted at the end for the good guy to think he got away and then know you're fucked. Wham. And like people craved that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hate the neighbors, um, but one of the biggest problems is at the very beginning, it's like these people die. Here's the here's the first twelve here's twelve hours before that. You mean the strangers? The strangers. The strangers. Not the Ooh, I'm gonna have to edit my article. <laughs> yeah, the strangers. The na- neighbors. Neighbors is the, is the is, one is with a great uh, little comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, uh, the strangers. Yeah. I was like, is the neighbors? Is they all die in that movie? That's an article I'd love to try. Alcohol poisoning. You know, and the stuff in the strangers I liked. It started cynical. It was just like these people die. Here's how this doesn't end well. That doesn't work for me. Yeah. And then like even now. Like when The Conjuring came out, that has a happy ending, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. people did yeah, push back against it. And like that's we're we're finally getting away from that cynicism. Yeah. The Conjuring is a good example. Yeah. Torture porn doesn't fly anymore. Yeah. I mean, it even Thankfully, the comedy, I'm so just disinterested in like it. Did you guys see that Green Inferno happening. movie? Did you see that? I did not. I'm I dying didn't see, to see it either. Yeah. But I fuck that that in falls in line. Well, first of all, I think Eli Roth sucks. Oh, uh, see, I like Eli Roth that guy. when he's good. I'm, yeah, I I don't know how I feel about him. I really don't. I, I've not seen a lot of his movies, mm. but I have definitely not been crazy about. Have you seen him. Cabin Fever? I no. that movie's actually that like one a I fun, might enjoy. Funny I feel movie. Like. A funny. Th- that's one of the few movies I wanted to walk out on. Really, really. I I just the w- watching the thing. I mean, there's some stuff that was cool. Like the, I thought the some of the makeup was cool and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that and um, to bring back uh, Brandon Fraser, Mummy Two was another one I wanted to walk out. Uh, yeah. Like fuck this movie, Van Helsing. Another I think the one. director yeah. wanted yeah. to walk out on this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the only movie Man. I ever but walked out on was Benny and June. Really? <laughs> 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 the next She's time going. you were sitting in front of two roles, you did. I the thought dance. a little <laughs> bit about it. Not gonna lie to you, but me and Dave Adolph, we walked out on Benny and June. We're like, fuck this That's shit. Well, my thing with my thing with Kevin Fever was like, um, okay, yeah, I mean, some of it was definitely fun, and some of it was, you know, um, but. Uh, the entire time, like I felt like there was just, well, do you want us to be creeped out and scared, or do you want us to kind of just not take this too seriously? And then just when I'm like, okay, I think they want us to take this too seriously, then you had that kid who's like pancakes and all that stuff, and, oh, I'm, yeah. and I'm like, I felt like that was the film going, go fuck yourself, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, you were right earlier. 
and then you you gave us the benefit of doubt. Fuck you. Like, I get that's it. how I felt, and I was just like, uh, but like, I, I've been wanting to walk out the entire. I mean, I, I won't walk out of the movie because I fucking paid for it. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that, I have a hard time my money. Out. You know, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not having any fun here. You know, I just I don't know. Uh, it's a movie like. Part of me feels like I should go see it again because maybe I was just in the mood. Mm. You know, I don't know. You do get that way sometimes. Yeah, once in a while. I think everybody yeah. does. I've had um, a bad experience. But I'm also like, but that's an hour. fun later when I'm having a good But then it goes back to my thing of, oh, it's an hour and a half I could use on something else. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. You know? And then with the torture point, I think like like um, uh, what you said what earlier was, um, uh, can I take this? Can yeah. I view this? Uh, my feeling is uh, we both worked in an acute psychiatric ward. So there's a <laughs> lot of sadness do, yeah. there. You can take yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I work in a hospital now. I see shit. Like I, I'm like, yes, I can take it. I'm yeah. like, don't need that. I don't, need don't want to. I don't need that question mm-hmm. answered. Yeah. <laughs> a little black widow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. You know what my red flag is? It's not a specific thing, but I will say that I am hesitant to watch just about any comedy movie. because <laughs> Really? When, and, and the thing is, uh, if it has a good pedigree, I'll go with it. Mm-hmm. But nothing bothers me more than when I'm ten minutes into a movie and I'm like, "Oh, this isn't funny." Mm. Uh, yeah, that is a <sighs> And then it's uh, and then once I'm not on board, it's hard to get mm-hmm. back. I, mean, in I, there, I work yeah. in comedy. When you lose a crowd, yeah, it is damn near impossible to get them back. Yeah. And as someone who's seen a lot of comedy, when you lose me. You're not getting me back. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so anytime a comedy comes out, I'm like, I will wait for DVD so that I have the option to turn it off. <laughs> right. Because if I'm not on board at the beginning, there's just no saving it. And so I don't know if that's necessarily a red flag. I mean, I try to be open-minded, but I'm very <laughs> but I hesitant hate all comedies. about throwing down money. I hate comedy. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> I hate joy. I mean, maybe I'm just ruined from, from doing comedy no, for I mean, over a decade. But I, I think like, I've definitely you know, become a little more... Um, Critical of, not that I'm yeah. an expert oh, yeah. on it, um, but once you start really being like, I like to think like at this point in my life, most of the people around me who I surround myself with are funny people in their own exactly. way. Not everybody's you know could do stand up. I couldn't. You yeah, know, a lot of them are uh, funnier than a lot of these movies. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I'm like, we I'm like, saw oh. Dumb and Dumber too. Oh, that was excruciating. Wow. For the first like ten bad. minutes, it was like, okay, we're just gonna try and laugh. Yeah. And then once the agreement set upon like this is bad, this right? Is terrible, oh, this right? is bad. It was yeah. like, well, well now here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, I hate so that bad. movie. Yeah. I really hated that. What, movie. what about you, Garrett? What are your red flags? I mean, well, they're like they're genres more than anything. Actually, like mm. I said about sports, like I'm not crazy about sports, so like generally not going to get into a sports movie. I don't know what it is about war movies. Can't really get into them. Oh, I love speaking. war movies. Really? Yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so um, historic. See Das Boot. Any, it'll change your mind. Like, yes. Uh, period. So like period pieces. There are Fuck those there are shits. periods that I'm interested in. Right. Uh-huh. Like I'll watch something that's about the 70s. I like the 70s. Right. Right. Uh, but the 1870s, I, Not so I can't sure. bring yeah. myself to care. Like, uh, but here's the thing. Anytime I have ever sat down to watch a war movie that somebody's been like, it's really good, you should watch it. Or sat down to watch a sports movie, like, it's really good, you should watch it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Good movies are good movies. Right? Yeah, yeah, Those exactly. are just genres that when you show me, like Fury looked like a good movie to me, but I was like, like a World War One tank yeah. movie? I don't care. I get. I yeah. always get the feeling where I'm like, I want to have seen that. Yes, exactly. I do not want to watch exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I want to be able funny. to be part of the conversation surrounding this, but I have no actual interest myself in sitting through that. Are, then, there, are there any genres or, yeah, I guess genres, you can use that word, um, that you want to see more of? Uh, actually, yeah. That, uh, so we, uh, Dan and I use this site, Letterboxd. Do either of you guys use um, it? Liam tells me to, and I don't do anything Liam tells me to. So. <laughs> okay. uh, we'll you do it because do one thing. Tells you to. <laughs> I know, really he tells great. me to, great. but I'm like, nope. We and it's almost it. a philosophical thing. <laughs> like, you want me to do that? How about no? Uh, yeah. We love it. And, and so I've been making lists on there of things I want. Like, I want to see more, like, um, 70s paranoid thrillers. Like, okay. I, I got uh, really into that. Um, 
actually horror movies are something I didn't grow up with, and I have really becoming, yeah, uh, oh, I'm wow. becoming much more interested in now because they are another I think purely sort of cinematic genre of films. Have you done like the Fulci movies or like the Argento movies? No, I, that's actually a big thing that I'm interested wow. in checking Can out. Can we be now. friends and watch those movies together? I would together? love to. I would Please? seriously love to. You yeah. gotta do Yo, some Mario Baba. That, yeah, I, I really, yeah, these dude. are all things that are on my list of just like I really want to see this stuff because you know I, I get really into especially like hard genre mm. horror stuff. Mm. Uh, uh, I've been trying to school you on, on horror since yeah. we started this. The guest was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know you did. Most of my friends that are film nerds grew up on horror. Horror is what got them into movies mm. uh, and i was like one of those kids that wasn't allowed to watch it and so like i didn't you know i didn't have a lot of experiences with it when mm. i was younger uh, so oh I was, like, the wonders that really are that. Mm. oh the wonderful things we're about I to know. show you oh, my i will friend. say <laughs> our very first episode was the shining, the shining. so it's, there's I, I mean, yeah. that's the thing i have a love so for good it, and yeah. i always have but i only there were a few things i got to see and loved mm. them when i was younger now as i get older i'm seeing i think more the issue with horror is it's a flooded market absolutely so it's like you sit down to see something with no background it's like there's a roll of the dice here. Yep. It's like a comedy where yep. it's like, this could be awesome. Yep. Or this it could, could be, be terrible. fucking yeah. Yeah. awful. And I will yeah. say, I think I have, what I'm starting to appreciate about these things is like I've seen enough horror now that I'm starting to go like, oh, I can see some of the weirder stuff now too because I'm starting to understand yeah. the tropes and the techniques yeah, exactly. and the, the references yeah. uh, for that stuff. So that I'm, I'm very interested. Honestly, most specifically, I'm interested in genre filmmaking right now. But, and I mean like hard genre stuff, science mm-hmm. fiction, horror. Um, dystopia, like all, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. Anybody ever seen the Six String Samurai? Yeah. Oh, I, I own the Six String Samurai. I keep Samurai. thinking Fucking about wacky. that having seen Fury yeah. Road recently yeah. because it always reminded me of the Mad Max movies. So now right. I see it. Uh, I've heard of it. It's, it's cool. great. It's like okay. really, it's one of my favorite, just like low budget, weird one off. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's sort of trying to Man, be a Mad Max movie. I bought that movie, at but a TLA video. That says yeah. everything. There was a um, Godspeed You Black Emperor used one of the images from uh-huh. that movie where uh, he's pointing the gun in his head and he's got the halo and the yep. wings and the mm-hmm. guitar. Yeah, it's, it's uh, great, really man. that's the I, I I get very interested in that kind of weird off the wall left turny. Mm. Actually, stuff. I think one of the most enjoyable experiences I've ever had on this show was when we sat down and I got to witness you have your first viewing of They Live. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seen they Live I had more fun show. watching Garrett watch yeah. They Live than yeah. I had rewatching They Live because I I, I yeah. love. Carpenter, like I really, yeah. really yeah, love yeah, Carpenter, yeah. and that was one of the ones I hadn't seen yet. And he was like, Fuck, "Well, that's the one we're doing then." That's the awesome, shit. yeah. Dude, Liam's getting a collar rocker of uh, "They Live, We Sleep." Awesome. Nice. He's wow. getting a big nice. tattoo from my man Troy Souders at Chinatown. Eddie's just saying, "What's up, Troy?" What's up, Troy? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. The dude Carpenter. Oh, he's. Uh, he, we've talked about him more than he's any the other director on the show. Yeah. Yeah. The first podcast I was on for for you guys, we talked about Carpenter. We a talked lot. about Carpenter. Yeah, a lot. I said yeah. a theory. Uh, I think he has the five great movies, and then a bunch of. Mm, mm. I thought it was like he has the I five. Have a, really I great also ones. have a tattoo of Lo Pan from Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. That's another thing you guys should know oh, about goodness. me. <laughs> so the, good. the one genre that I'm now getting into because of uh, again Joseph Gervaisi of Exhumed is the Czech New Wave from the 70s. I mm-hmm. just watched Valerie and Her Week of Wonders. Have okay. you guys seen no, that? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So uh, there's a Criterion edition that's coming out of Valerie and Her Week of Wonders. And Joseph is on the Criterion um, edition because he did this thing called the Valerie Project at the International House where they had a live score that goes uh, with the movie. Oh, nice. And the movie is fucked up. The movie is so fucking weird. And between that and uh, The Cremator, have you guys seen The Cremator? Mm-hmm. No. no. 
Dude, these movies are. You saw the cremator with him? Did mm, you I don't not? think I did. No, it's, I would remember. No. Oh man, no. you guys gotta check this shit out. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I don't know enough about it yet. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Joseph assures me that if I go into this realm, I will be completely happy. Check and new thus wave. Far, check new the wave. Check new wave of the 1970s, man. All right, fuck. Throw 70s yeah. on it. I'm into it. That was such a gold. I, I know that. Yeah. cinema. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. That's so much cinema, cinematic language was just created. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I actually want to see more westerns, which sounds. I actually just recently did like my western. And homework, yeah, and had a had a fuck of a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I started watching um at the gym actually. I put on a movie <laughs> or a show, whatever. I started watching Jock. Yeah, right. no, I went on uh for like an hour. I was on the elliptical and I put on. I just went, let me find a movie, just start watching, and I'll finish it when I go home, whatever I got. And I started watching. Uh, I watched the first hour of the uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. Never mm. saw it. Oh yeah, and I've never seen that actually. And there's like five lines of dialogue in the first hour. Oh, it's yeah. so like it's great. Yeah. Nothing's happening, but a lot's happening. Yeah. So you know, um, that's I just had to you know. Um, that's I, uh, one, but I've never seen Unforgiven. <laughs> There's really? a list. I have it on that DVR. It's Tombstone. There. Next fest Tombstone. Face I love. Face. I love Tombstone. Look, find face to face. Okay. That is. Um, it has a whole bunch of like faces, faces that you'll see in in Western movies. I saw that at, at an X Fest, mm. and it was you know it was just like kind of a cheesy grindhouse night. But okay. this movie, I'm like, oh, this one's fucking good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> face to face is fuck. I'll make yeah. you a great Western recommendation that I, I think I probably recommended on the show last week. Actually, uh, it, I watched it recently, and I've I've seen a lot of westerns, mm-hmm. and I like westerns, but in general. I feel like westerns are like there's like two sequences in every western that mm-hmm. are fucking awesome and then there's a lot of like pacing issues yeah. well, they, like, yeah, they coast westerns. on cool yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why you got a lot of Paul there's Newman. a movie called The Good, The Bad, The Weird okay. uh, oh the, ja- the Korean one the Korean one so good fantastic holy okay. shit I think okay. we, you didn't see that with no. me no oh, oh dude the good, the that is Ugly. one of the best no the good the bad I'm revisiting those three soon who directed that some guy what is his name he directed other stuff yeah he did The Last Stand with Schwarzenegger he did but he also did I kind of love you like <laughs> you like his one movie? Did he do? Was he did he do a Tale of Two Sisters? Maybe. Was yeah, that that's oh, yeah, yeah. That is great. Love Tale of yeah. Two Sisters. Uh, I love that movie of all time. But it is a phenomenal western because it is every great sequence from every great western in one movie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and and it's and Korean. All dude, so well it's executed. so it's a great, awesome. It's a great history lesson. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was about a period in Korea's history that I wasn't that familiar with. Yeah, I don't know that much. Uh, really Technically, it's it's an Eastern. Just my review. Depending on your ethnocentric bias, <laughs> it's a. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but one of the best westerns I've ever seen is technically an eastern. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's, very, it's really really good. The yeah. remake of Magnificent Seven. Yes, I saw that. Uh, I love the original, and obviously I love Seven Samurai for it. But um, and yeah, I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of uh, <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies where like like Star Wars is a, is a western, but yes. in space, mm-hmm. I've, seen, I've seen movies like that. But I do want to. That's a, that's a genre that there's so many movies oh, yeah. in yeah. that genre, and I barely scratch the surface. I've, I've literally Cassidy? seen. Butch oh, Cassidy yeah, is the one pop of American western, which that I just fucking love. That's a yeah. movie I see every probably two years. Yeah. I've seen about oh, yeah. five, six times. Yeah, it's that's so entertaining. Movie. Yeah, it is. It's just so it's just a great yeah. movie. Yeah, such a fun um, movie. You know, they, they take out Ennio Morricone and throw in some Burt Bacharach. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Genius. Um, Who'd yeah, have thought? Yeah. I want I want to see more in that genre. War films. I'm always I'm always into seeing because I feel like um, I'll never get on top of because. Every country has a war film because yeah. every country has yeah. that war. Yeah. Every country has had a western, you yeah. know. Like, yeah. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm trying to. I also I've been trying to do this for years, trying to get more because I'm Croatian. So I'm trying to see more uh, 
Falcon films because mm-hmm. everyone I've seen has been really good, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I, um, I went through a period um, when I was I was home from a work injury for a while, so uh, I just had that Netflix thing where you get three movies, and mm-hmm. I would literally just take the three movies, literally burn them, and send them right back. Yeah. So to the point where I was probably getting like twenty movies a month, yep. you know. And I have like just stacks. Of these movies, I burned. We do not espouse bootlegging. Yeah, no, but it's like because I want to watch these later, (laughs) and I've probably seen two percent of them since. Because I, I, every once in a while, pick one like I haven't seen High Noon, but now it's on Netflix or whatever. But you dropped uh, Das Boot. That's a movie. If if you want to see a war movie, that's like badass. Yeah, I would like. And it's wild because it's like these are fucking Nazis, man. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but. They're your, they're your heroes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. There's the the. There's like a four hour cut of that movie. There's right? a three and a half hour cut, okay. which is the one I think more people have seen. And then there's the five hour cut, right? Which, which you have, seen. which I like both. Both are equally good. Yeah. I like the five hour one because I, I like it more. It's just more of it. It's mm-hmm. more more of a great movie, you mm-hmm. know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's so good that you're rooting for the Nazis at the end. You really mm-hmm. are because you're not, you know, obviously not rooting for the ideology, but you're you're rooting for these guys, those characters. And and it just felt like like that was that was a great thing. Where um uh, to bring it back to Fury Road, where you know Fury Road took place basically in one location, mm-hmm. so does this. It takes place pretty much entirely in the submarine, mm-hmm. and it's just so accurate. It's like there's sausages hanging from pipes, mm-hmm. and just like this, you're just you become a crew you member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you become well, a crew the member. Thing is, it's not like they That's ever play any movie. any like these are a bunch of Jew hating bastards. These yeah, exactly. are, These are countrymen exactly. that are serving in a time of war. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, it's it's, it's uh, an eye. And Herbert Grunmeyer's in it. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so you it's know, Wolf, it's Wolfgang Peterson before he like forgot that he was Wolfgang. <laughs> Peterson. Yeah, yeah, he started like doing whatever he threw at him. <laughs> I think we got to bring this one in for a close, yeah, yeah, guys. Let's we do some recommendations. Wrap this guy up. So yeah, has anybody seen anything other than Mad Max Fury? Road? I will throw this out there. Out? This is a movie that just came out, and uh, the reason I'm bringing it up is because you mentioned your buddy who likes to watch production documentaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lost Soul, the Odyssey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. Mm. Oh, it wow. It is the uh, documentary about, I saw an article the about insanely it. <laughs> troubled production. Was it the one in the 90s with Val Kilmer? Yeah. Yes. yes. It eventually and led yeah. to that, but yeah. it was originally going to be directed by the guy who did uh, Hardwired and Dust Devil. And it, it was it was like a passion project for him, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, they're giving this kid who's got a slick vision, a, a dream project with a budget, and just egos clashed, mm-hmm. and it just fell the oh, fuck apart. Yeah. And, you know, it's like your classic just Terry Gilliam trying to make a movie and just yeah. nothing lines up. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's crazy. Like, to the point where the director, he got fired after four days, but then he put on the makeup of an extra and just, like, hung out and, like, spied <laughs> on shit, and, like, no one knew. Uh, Val Kilmer's this raging dickhead. Oh, Mar- yeah. I mean, Marlon Brando is, is legendary for just yes. They, they had a, a dwarf on the uh, on the set, and because Marlon Brando's just like it. he's the star. No, he didn't demand it. That guy was there as a character, oh, okay, and then okay. he was like, "Well, no, no, he's now." And that's how mini me. Like that's how kick, he made him like a sidekick, basically. He's the mini yeah. me. That's what. Then there's plenty of shots from the Austin Powers movie. They're stolen that from that, right? Yeah. Referential to wow. that. Wow. But it's just a fascinating thing about how. The best intentions, when mixed with a huge budget and ego, can just fucking crumble. Mm-hmm. But if you watch The Island of Dr. Moreau, it is an absolute failure, and it is so distinctly watchable. <laughs> it is. Like a yeah. blast. I tend to watch it a few minutes of it every time it's on. It's yeah. so wild. And, it's not and good. If you watch it after seeing this documentary, you just see all of the pieces of what they're talking about just, just get puked together on screen. <laughs> yeah. Now, is that something that's available so, on Netflix or something? Or, or is, it, is it in theaters um, now? Or it's, I, I downloaded it on iTunes. Okay. So, oh, it's, like so, you can so it's available. Amazon rent available. It okay. like that. I might so do that and then rewatch the on Dr. Moreau. It's worth it. Highly recommend it. I might do that. It's it's, I think it actually sounds like a good Four hours. <laughs> actually, filmmaking and what can go wrong—it's so cool, <laughs> and it's fun. And it's just 
And what's really cool is most of the talking heads are like old man producers. So it's just them exchanging like war stories. Like, oh, the time I met Val Kilmer. <laughs> Let me tell you about what happened with motherfucking Val Kilmer. And, like, yeah, and it's, it's wild. Earlier it's today, I was, because uh, when I'm at work, I just put on my headphones and listen to podcasts or yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. lectures on YouTube, whatever. And uh, today I was actually looking up in YouTube uh, Steven Seagal stories. Oh, and yeah. like Rob Schneider had one. But all the clips were like three, four minutes. So it wasn't, I wanted like somebody to just talk about Steven Seagal for two hours. <laughs> Couldn't find it. Apparently it doesn't exist. The only person who do that is Steven Seagal. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> but I just like, and all the stories I kept running into were him sexually harassing an actress. Like, you know, oh, of course, like of he course. told me to take my dress off the first time he met me. Like stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, he's a scumbag. But for some reason, like I just, he's a, kind of a cartoon character to me, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so, um, <laughs> you know, a long time ago. My friend won tickets to see Steven Seagal's blues band in Lang City. Really? And the only thing he reported back was that he wore a sleeveless kimono. <laughs> 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 he was like, Steven Seagal came on in a sleeveless kimono and played blues guitar on a fucking Fender Stratocaster. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> there was uh, one story of Tom Arnold. It was only like a two-minute clip. But he said they were filming some movie. Um, they were on a houseboat. I don't know what movie it was. Was um, it Houseboat? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> was it no. Under Siege 3? <laughs> <Yeah>. Houseboat. Houseboat. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Under CGR. <laughs> and what do you call it? No, so, um, and uh, Steve Seagal's hairline had started receding. So he took to a black marker and just drew an inch of hair wow. in the very front, yeah. right? And this wasn't even the point of the story. It's just my yeah. takeaway of it. Yeah. And he just said something about uh, Steve Seagal missed his one mark and he walked out a door that went right into the water. <laughs> like it wasn't a real door, it yeah. was just there. And he fell through and then he came up and it was all running down his face. So I'm like, so good. now I cannot imagine yeah. him with oh, yeah. makeup and, and marker running down his face. So He's funny. like, so, wow. So you got a recommendation yeah. for us? Yeah, we've got we've got to start to wrap. Yeah, up. okay, yeah. The, yeah the, um, honestly, the most recent things I've seen have been Fury Road. And uh, uh, it follows, mm. and well, Pitch Perfect Two was fine. <laughs> you know, making it follows recommend. <laughs> yeah. We both have yeah. on the show. Yeah. I would yeah. love for a third person to come in and be like, "Yes, you should see it." Yeah, highly, so, highly recommend yeah. it. Um, part of me wants a sequel just because I like th- this one so much, but I also feel like it's perfect as it stands. Listen, make another man, movie. Just make something else. It was a popular horror movie. Like, yeah, it it's will unavoidable. Have seven sequels. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. So. And um, one will be in 3D. I recommend uh, Ex Machina. Did you guys oh, see that? Oh, I yet? loved it. I, I thought it was genius. My wife hated it because of the card key. She oh. felt uh, that uh, 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 she was convenient. Yeah, no, she was just like, so this dude is making artificial intelligence, and the only way to get in was the card key into his super tech house. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, point. <laughs> it took my wife right out of it, which that's is so hilarious. Funny. So I think that that's actually a great uh, sort of um, uh, companion piece to Fury Road, as far as movies with like heavy feminist uh, uh, underpinnings to them. Right, right, uh, right, that, right. That I think are both very interesting. I have very interesting things to say about men and women. Mm. Right. Well, that that's the. Last movie that I saw that I w- I thought was stunning. Yeah, that was a very good movie. Did anyone see Paul Bart too? No, I'm just kidding. Paul Bart, Paul Bart, Paul Bart. Watch the shit out of that movie. <laughs> but no, um, I thought that uh, Ex Machina was the scariest movie I've seen so far. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm in a very that. long time. It was fucking that. terrifying. All the implications of that movie mm-hmm. are fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I only gave it a three-star review when I saw it, and that's one of those regrettable reviews where it was mm. like the more I thought about it after mm. I had written the review, it just kept increasing in how much I really liked it and really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I need to go back and re-review that movie. Actually. When I when I left that movie and people asked me about it, it was one where I was like, oh, it was good, and they're like, well, what, what, what about it? And I'm like, ah... 
it hurts to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's a good. <laughs> I mean, that's Alex Garland to a T. Yeah. But it is like fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 What about um, you, G Man? Uh, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a weird recommendation because I feel like this movie did not go down as like uh, any kind of well liked classic. But I watched Land of the Dead recently. Oh, I love it because I've been Still making like my way movie. through uh, horror genres. Well, and, I've been, and specifically, I've been going through Romero's Night of the Living Dead movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually really liked Land of the Dead. Uh, I, I the thing that I love about that series is that Romero makes a movie. And gives you, a, and it is hugely popular, and everyone goes, "Let's make our own version of it," and they're all terrible. Mm-hmm. And then ten years later, he makes another one and changes all the rules, and everyone goes, "Like, oh man, he does get this genre <laughs> now. Let's all do that." <laughs> and they're all terrible. He's still, he's still alive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh great. And then those movies are all terrible. And then yeah. he's like, "Well, now I got to come save this genre again." And so he makes another one and changes all the rules, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, he still gets it. Now we got to do that." And then they all make really <laughs> shitty versions of it. And again, he comes back in Land of the Dead, changes the rules again. Not yeah. changes the rules, but he pushes. Yeah. Adds a few more wrinkles, yeah. Forward. Yeah, but then he also did like the the families of the dead, the diary of the dead. I, I haven't seen any. I, I'm more shit. My way through, uh, be uh, careful, you're treading on some dangerous territory. I know I'm about I to think get close. They're, to they're worth tips. having in your brain, yeah. but I wouldn't call Diary of the Dead good. No. I will loosely defend Survival of the Dead because that it puts some ideas out there, but I don't think I'd ever watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. I, I just did like you? that he pushes the idea of zombies like forward every time he yeah. makes a zombie. I movie. see that. I, I like that, that Dennis Hopper gave one oh. of his finest performances in the midst of that movie. Like he's really great. They give him so little to do. In in reality, he has so little to do in that movie, and he does it so well. It's like so entertaining to watch and John Leguizamo and zombie makeup hey, that's awesome. a good look I'm into it I, I, I really did enjoy that harpoon movie harpoon shooter uh, and, and, <laughs> and again the social commentary that Romero brings to those yeah, is, yeah. Is, is where most zombie movies don't have the social yeah, commentary exactly. it's just it's blood and just, guts it's so present yeah. in that and it, it is really really good the only thing I will say that was sorely missing from it, it it's not as good as Dawn or as, di- as Dead well, yeah, I like yeah. both of those movies a lot better than this one but the thing it is sorely missing is Tom Savini's effects yeah uh, although whoever they had do them does a really good job in Land of the Dead they are like good effects they're great. Mm-hmm. There's something about Savini effects that have a joy to them. I love that Savini. is just like missing. Have you seen the 1990 remake of? Uh, I yes. That yes, is indeed. my favorite zombie. Mo- and my dog is named George A. Romero. It says it on his on his George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. little George. Good but dog. dude, that Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead is the greatest well, like zombie movie in my mind. They add the final girl element to it. Yeah, you know they so add like a that twist. Yeah. Oh my god, it's Tony genius. Todd, baby. Yeah, Tony Todd's in it. And okay, dude, it's so fucking good. I really want to see it. Yeah, okay. I have the DVD somewhere. I'll, cool. I'll I'll dig it up. Let me have it. Yeah, it's also. I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, but You've yeah, anyway, Land it? of the Dead no, is actually you know yeah. uh, I don't think that movie gets a lot of credit, and I did really enjoy it. Word. Uh, uh, all right, so that's recommends from everybody. Dan, did you have a recommend? I did. I did. Lost Soul. Perfect. Also. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then uh, what we like to do is throw some plugs and go around the horn, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only thing we have to announce is uh, oh, hey. Indiana Jones Movie Movie Live is going to be at Philomoca. Yes. Uh, yes. That will be, it's the second Thursday of the month, so that is, what's the date? I don't know. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get that calendar up. I got a calendar here. I really do not know. Uh, but yeah, we're doing all Indiana Jones, so this will actually be a, a pretty interesting live show for us. We normally do much wider yeah. uh, you know, genres. June 11th. June 11th. June 11th. Comes to us Chris- to Indiana Jones. And it's I our 11th totally show, there. actually, yes, as well. We're almost at a year. Yeah, we're almost to a year. Is Crystal Skull going to oh, be? Crystal Skull. Oh, man. Does it have Indiana Jones in the title? Yeah. It's in the show. <laughs> I want to watch <laughs> it again. I watched <laughs> it again the other day, and I got to say, <laughs> still sucks. as those things go... It is better than its reputation has has grown. I didn't think it was the worst movie ever made or anything, but it was such a drop off of the other three. Oh, absolutely. I I just like meh. Yeah. Like I saw it once. I'm like, it's fine. I hate <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, that's, that's really the answer to it. Is 
It's fine. Yeah. It's completely and wholly unnecessary on every level. <laughs> but as it does exist, it's probably the best we were going to get. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Fair but, enough. Well, fair the enough. whole surviving in the fridge thing was beca- it was, I think, teetering on the edge of uh, becoming a new jumping shark. Oh, oh, actually, where, oh, of being ridiculous. Nuke the fridge has Nuke the fridge. Oh, it has it. Oh, but well, I did then, a little yeah. research, and apparently there was some clamor over, should we include that scene? Yeah. And George Lucas did some research and was able to factually prove that there is a 50-50 chance of surviving that yeah, in really. that situation as posited. It just doesn't so, pass the smell test. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if your chances drop off when you're 100 years old. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, he's so old. Yeah. But I mean... Uh, they at least thought about it. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's fair enough. There was some math involved. It wasn't okay. just one of those things where it's like, no, they put them in a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> They're indestructible. <laughs> All right, let's, All right. Uh, let's yeah, go around let's the horn with some plugs. Listen, uh, you guys can find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash I like two movie. That's the number two on Twitter at I like two movie with the number two. You can find me on Facebook at Philadelphia. It's with an F. Uh, and check me out on letterboxd.com slash Philadelphia. I review every movie I watch. Uh, so you can find my stuff there. You can find a really lengthy review of Fury Road there, actually, with uh, some really complete thoughts. You'll read it, and then you'll be like, I could have watched the movie twice. Yes. Yeah. But you'll still be glad you <laughs> <Yep>. read it. <laughs> um, you can find my work on Cinadelphia.com, um, and uh, just follow me on Twitter, at Dan Scully, and that has links to all of the, the freelance and shit that I do. So, yeah, do that. Cool. Josh? Um, Cinepunks.com, C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X. Dot com is my podcast, so you mm-hmm. can uh, check out the latest stuff there, which we also have a Fury Road episode that just went up. Awesome. And um, oh, also, before uh, I sign off, I'd also like to say happy birthday, Morrissey, because I'm a huge Morrissey fan. <laughs> <laughs> happy, birthday. Oh. happy birthday to that there guy. You go. Happy birthday, Morrissey. <laughs> just say it. And uh, I am on Twitter. That's pretty much where I spend most of my time. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Evo Empire. It's I-V-O Empire. Uh, and uh, just... Try to be funny on air occasionally. So. <laughs> I think you're very funny on there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I throw it. a lot of retweets in your direction. I appreciate it. I'm like, that was a that was a well put together tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Juicy out of red light. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the safest place to yes. tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull over. Okay. All right. Uh, we we'll do our little sign yes. off here. You'll you'll figure it out. It's easy. So uh, you'll sign off. I'll, I'll just you'll point see. to you when it's your turn. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so uh, my name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Joshua Alvarez, and I like to movie. Movie. My name is Evo Tomas. I like the movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because, because we, we like to movie movie. movie.